Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I am Tori Rich. That's Mike Mawson across the table from me, and we owe you a belated Merry Christmas because we because uh, we canceled an episode at the last minute that we were we were planning a uh, a Merry Christmas episode, but uh, we turned into the Grinch. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely scrooged you guys. But don't worry, I was uh, I was visited by four spirits in the middle of the night, and like it, it's all it's all taken care of now, and I love Christmas and. I'm seeing the world in a whole new light. Um, okay, that's not true yet. But see, here's the thing: is uh, New Year's. It's about new beginnings. Um, you get to turn a turn a page. For some reason, it being a new year, and and it's on a Monday, which makes it even better, right? Yeah, fresh starts the week. You can uh, too. you can start. Yeah, because nobody starts going to the gym on a Tuesday, right? So like. Of course, I think a lot of people might this year, because <laughs> I mean, because like, do people go to the gym on New Year's Day? I don't know. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into that. Talk about new beginnings. Hit the music. Yeah, and I, I'm feeling a little foggy, honestly. I mean, like you know, we're we're a little out of it might be, it might be a little bit of rust, you know, because we we got a you know we had a, a little bit of a layoff in between episodes, but also it's just that that week between Christmas and New Year's, it's just a it's just a foggy time. Yeah, I like think, you know? doesn't exist. Um, yeah, like I mean, like nobody, it doesn't seem like anybody's really working. It's like why not just give everybody the week off, you know, like out of but whatever. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I think I might, you know, when I run for president, that might be a platform. It's just like, because it's the last week of the year anyway. Like, give everybody a reset, right? Yeah, I, I think, like, productivity would go up throughout the year if you have the, you know. Absolutely. I mean, also, I'd probably, you know, go for the four-day work week as well. Um, Very European of you. I like it. <laughs> um, how's, how was your Christmas, man? It was good. It was good. I didn't really do a whole lot. Just hung out with family. and It was nice. Uh that's it is nice. It was kind of it's kind of what we did too. My my mom like put together this whole like there was a, there was a raffle even though there was only like eight of us. There was a raffle. There was we had white elephant, um, and then like some other you know Christmas bonanza that she set up. They just they they just created a game show basically, and then like it was like oh you three get to pick what's under you know you either get to take that gift or pick what's under the box. And uh, and I was I was the only one that didn't pick what was under the box, and it turned out it was good because it was a plastic piece of shit, oh, like 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 fake dog shit. And so instead, I kept you get, my. Uh, you get plenty of the real real stuff at home anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, plenty exactly. So uh, maybe more because uh, you know, like last year, that was my Christmas gift to Casey was we could get Sedona our dog, but uh, we might get another one because she's a psycho and she needs a friend. So it's just like it must have been an animal Christmas, right? I was hanging out with my mom on Christmas Eve, and she's like, "Maybe I'll just go get your father a cat." And I'm just, <laughs> she's like, "Okay, go ahead." And she like, right? She, you know, she thought about it, and then uh, my brother has a German Shepherd, and uh, Zeus tends to play with animals maybe a little bit too much. Like he's had two skunks in his mouth in the last couple of years. Oh, sh- um, a bunny has has 
Wow, and and has lived to tell the tale. Yeah. Like it's, or the bunny didn't. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. Zeus has some stories though. Skunks yeah. in his mouth, Jesus. So, um, so we're like, I don't know if you know, I've, nobody's home. If if the if the kitty would live, Pre, yeah, pray, yeah, pray drive, right? Yeah, hmm. I mean, that's that's why we. He would think it was a toy if you if you were to kill it, you know, because he yeah. gets a lot of toys and. I think that's what he thought the skunk was. He didn't get sprayed on one of the two occasions that he had a skunk. I think he got sprayed on the other. But <laughs> only, only wow, he was that he yeah, was that stealthy batting, that he killed it before it even sprayed. Fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, man. I that that's the only reason we got a puppy anyway was because because we had cats too, and like, and I actually like our cats. So I'm not really a cat guy, but ours are pretty cool. Um, and I was like, well, we got to get a puppy because we don't. Otherwise, we'd adopt like some six-year-old dog that's like blind or has three legs or something. You know, the one that wouldn't get adopted. You know right. what I mean? Um, but we were like, we got to get a puppy because we have cats. You know, like so. And then and now we have to get a puppy again because, like, and Sedona's probably like we'll probably get like a hundred-pound dog or something that's going to be a hundred pounds, and Sedona will probably boss that dog around too. So <laughs> we'll see. But uh, anyway, yeah. So New Year's coming up. Um, you know, it's all about. It's all about new beginnings, fresh starts, and uh, so a guy that's about to get a fresh start is Russell Wilson. This is a this is a kind of b- bizarre scenario. I like for the longest time, you, like we were kind of like like what the hell is going to happen? This is a crazy, you know who's who's going to win out and everything like that um, between him and Sean Payton because it was like. I don't know. It seemed like the Broncos were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, they were was butting like, heads for sure. Oh, well, not even necessarily butting heads. It's just Sean Payton was like, shit's going to change. <laughs> and uh, apparently they've made their choice, which, and I mean, there's going to be a lot of dead money there. We probably should have looked that up too, but it's a lot because um, we're still talking three more years left on his contract. Uh, it's a lot of dead money because it was $161 million guaranteed when he signed. But he, you know, we, we looked up the stats. He is... He's eleven and eighteen as the Broncos quarterback. He has Yeah, so his his dead cap, if he's gonna be a post June one cut, which will save them a little bit of dead cap, but it's gonna be thirty five point four next year and forty nine point six million in twenty twenty five. Yeah, and it doesn't actually save him anything, it just defers some of right. it to the next year. Right. So yeah, man. That's <laughs> like and again, yeah, like you can't find a trade partner or anything like that. So you just have to cut him. It's um but the weird thing is, is it was after a game that, so he didn't actually play well, or he at least yardage wise, yardage is kind of overrated. But uh, stats are kind of overrated. The more we th- like, this is very popular on Facebook these days. I'm noticing is the quarterback comps, like the blind resumes. Was uh, either blind resumes or even that sometimes they're not blind and they're just like, see, this guy's better than this guy, and it's like. Dude, calm down. It's like, yeah, that like, guy got 140 yards in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Right. And and that's why yards is one of the most overrated statistics, right? Now, one that I didn't hate is I saw actually Baker Mayfield's performance against Patrick Mahomes' performance this year. Like, for one game, are you going to pick Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes? No. But it does it, – it, it, like, it was eye-opening. I mean, Mahomes has 15 interceptions this year. Yeah, Mayfield guys, has eight. Uh, and it's not like – Thank you. I was about to look that up. I was like, how many picks does Baker have? Um, and, the, and the touchdowns are comparable. It's in the 25 range right 15 now. 15 has to lead the league, no? Um, interceptions? It's, it's got to be up there. Um, Mahomes has not played well. I know a couple of – you know, I mean, you can say that about every quarterback with multiple interceptions. Like, you know, not everyone was his fault, right? Um, no, of course not. But – 
anyway, just like looking back at Patrick Mahomes, or excuse me, uh, Russell Wilson. Sam Howell has 17, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are. Yeah, talk, well, talk about yards being overrated. Until he got benched, he was leading the NFL in passing yards. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Anyway, back to yeah, back to Russ. So uh, so Russ though is um, you know no longer going to be in the kitchen, so to speak. Uh, because, so this is kind of a weird situation. It sounds a little dirty, but it's really not. And the NFLPA already said it's not. But Wilson, basically, the the Broncos said you need to restructure your contract, or you're going to be benched now. It sounds a little shady, but it's really not when you think about it because it's just saying, like, hey, if you're not going to be our quarterback next year, we need to find out what we have, you know, at our backup. And it's not you know, a like, dumb, you know, business move to be like, hey, I don't want to pay your injury guarantee when I know you're not going to be the quarterback. I mean, we just saw it last year with the with the Raiders and Derek Carr. Um, I, did this play out the same way with Carr? Like, did they basically similar. say, hey, I, we're going to bench you if you don't restructure? No, or? I think they were just like, we're just moving on in general. <laughs> okay. Um that's a little different because I feel like... It's a little like, different, but like I, I like the way they played it out more than I'm liking like the Broncos. Like, yeah, Russ, you're still going to be the backup. And you know if Stidham gets hurt, you're going in the game. It's just like, well, why are you even risking it in any sense? If you've made up your mind and he's going to be cut, why are you <laughs> willing to risk the, you know, the event that Stidham gets a concussion or, or whatever and has to come out of the game and then Russ gets in? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a fair point. Um yeah, you're kind of putting a, a little bit on the line for your your in all likelihood you're not making the playoffs. Um, that would be a lot of money if if Wilson got hurt that they'd have to pay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no kidding. I'm sure they would still find a settlement or something, but Wilson would have leverage then, and they would have to. Do you think Wilson would actually settle though? <laughs> you know, um, I think he would. You know, I don't know. You know, for that he kind doesn't of seem like that kind of. Guide. I know he's, you know, team first, rah rah in the in the press, and you know has this certain image that he likes to portray out there. But I don't think that's who he really is beyond closed doors. Well, again, I mean, he's I, a guy. He's a guy like we talked about it before the season. Like he's a guy that he had his own office. He wasn't. He didn't. He, he told the media to come up to his office and not talk to him at the locker at his locker. Right. Right. And he's like, oh, teammates, you can come up here too. It's like, hey, buddy, you know where else I can go? At my locker, where you should be, and we can talk there. The uh, I think his personality probably has a, a good deal to do with this. Oh like, yeah, um, it's it's weird, man. It, it was you, we got to the point where we were like, wow, they really might work this out. You know, like Peyton, Peyton yeah, and Wilson really might. Yeah, well, they won five in a row again, mostly on the back of the defense. Um, and then you know, then then Houston took them down twenty-two to seventeen. They did beat the Chargers, but then. Um, you know, losing to Detroit in terrible fashion and then losing to the Patriots is just terrible no matter what. And and really, he's been pedestrian the whole time. He only – his only 300-yard games, again, overrated, but his only 300-yard games of the year are weeks two and three. Um, You know, I mean, the loss to the Jets. I mean, it, like, the, the the way they lost to the Jets, We you know, we said we'd be talking about it. If the Broncos are eight and seven right now, they're still in the, still in the playoff hunt. You know, yeah. so that's – um, Yeah, I mean, you just can't – like, I think it – uh, the the loss to the Patriots on Sunday night, I think it affected their win, their playoff probability by like forty percent. Yeah, I think it was like going to be like right around fifty, and then with the loss, I think it's at five. This division would still be up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, the Chiefs are nine and six. You just cannot lose to the Patriots in that in right. that situation. No, the the losses to the Jets and the Patriots are 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 terrible. Um, yeah, and then you know, and they fucked things up for the Vikings on that night. I'm still I'm still mad about that. Could have yeah. been. Could have been, 
Josh Dobbs still at the helm, you know. I, I'm a Josh Dobbs fan. I can't help it. Um, but yeah, he was playing really poorly towards <laughs> the end there. So but, anyway, the the whole thing with uh, with Wilson though is uh, it's a little bizarre. It gets you thinking about just like where does this rank in terms of the worst contracts in sports history? It's it's up there. You know, it's like it has to be up there. He's one where you you sort of understood, but again, like you know, we've talked about this before, where I think. Pete Carroll's system, the way they wanted to, the way they wanted to run their offense, Marshawn Lynch, you know, and even bringing in capable replacements for Marshawn Lynch, you know, nobody can really replace Marshawn Lynch, but guys that that style, they allowed him to get out of the pocket, you know what I mean, and and they allowed right. him to use his athleticism, and then in the preseason, Russ Russ looked kind of slow. Toward, you know, as the season got on, it seemed like he maybe kind of found a little bit of that magic again, but it's not like it's not like he's going to gain any, you know, on what he's, what he's had. You know what I mean? Like, like the athleticism is going, the arrow's pointing down as far as that goes. And then he has the height concerns and he's not, he's not Drew Brees as far as reading a defense. He has a beautiful deep ball. He does have a beautiful deep ball. Um, but it hasn't really worked out a lot this season. And again, like we know Cortland Sutton's, if, if he's not elite, he's on his way. I think he is elite. I think he's very underrated. Um, and that's and how point. are they not getting him the ball? You that's know what I mean? Well, like, I, mean, he, I want to watch the all twenty-two. Is like, okay, is he not separating, or is this like, is this a Russell Wilson problem? You know? But, well, well, I mean, against the Patriots, there's a conspiracy out there that you know he was the most bet player Sunday night to score a touchdown and <laughs> get his over yards. He gets targeted once. He doesn't really hit his head, and he's out with a concussion in the first quarter. I didn't. I didn't see it, that. It game. was. It was. Pretty pretty weird. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm half saying this as a as somebody who played Cortland Sutton on their fantasy team in the semifinals. I know we're not gonna talk too much about fantasy football. I was able to survive a month championship week, so. But <laughs> I, I congratulations. I feel, I feel for people that had like a Cortland Sutton anytime touchdown. Congratulations. He had, no, no, stop, stop. No, Congrats. he, ha- he you made did the, have, You made the fantasy football he did. He did have a phantom concussion, and it's just that's really what it was. I mean, I don't know if I would have bet Sutton again because you know he's their number one option. You don't want to bet the number one option against the Patriots, right? No, I, I understand that logic, but uh, on the play where he you know, got a concussion, you know, he's what, 6'3", he was going up against a 5'8", DB. The ball was thrown out of bounds, so he didn't have a chance, mm. but... I mean, he'd probably get a touchdown if if uh, that I blank it on his name, but if that five A D B was on him all game, you could. It's, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty likely outcome, you know. But yeah, I mean, he's Cortland Sutton has bailed out Russell Wilson a lot of the year with these less than fifty fifty balls that he's catching. Right? I mean, you think of almost every Cortland Sutton touchdown that runs in your brain. It is a contested ball that you know could it be a good throw? Maybe. But more times than not, it's a better catch and a better throw. Was there the one? The one against the Texans was a good ball, but um, and probably should have been OPI on Sutton, honestly. But um, and then going back, what was it? The week before that against the Vikings, or two weeks before, um, that Sutton bailed them out twice on that game-winning drive because there was a fourth down, and Sutton made an insane one-handed catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was almost more impressive. And then he and then he went up and got the ball. The DB kind of mistimed his jump, and Sutton just went up and got it uh, for the game-winning touchdown. Um, 
he does bail him out a lot. And, and, and because of the kind of receiver he is, you kind of just wonder why doesn't Wilson send it his way more, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I guess we're going to see. And obviously the Broncos, I actually kind of like where they're going to be. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know if Sean Payton's, uh, you know, in on Jaden Daniels, but that he, they could be in that Jaden Daniels range, you know, in the in the mid first round, right? Um, yeah, or, or within Daniels striking is gaining stock. Yeah, his his stock's going up quickly from what I'm seeing. You know, mid first round is in striking distance of a trade, maybe into the top ten or yeah. you know something like that. Maybe that's what's going to have to happen. I saw I saw a mock to uh, uh, he would go four to the Patriots. That's, I mean, if Belichick's gone, maybe I can see it. Um, if he's not, I don't. I don't think Belichick just would ever one go ran, for I don't it. even think it was like a big mock. I think it was just some random, maybe, yeah. maybe some PF, PFF guy. Um, wasn't a Kuiper or a McShay. Oh yeah, because Kuiper's always right. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll obviously have plenty of fun with the the pre draft stuff. But um, yeah. So I mean, Broncos, you know, likely out of the playoff race now. And now Russell Wilson. I mean, you you know, a couple of years ago, everyone would have told you you were crazy if if, if this was the scenario that that you saw playing out. And it's weird, you know. It's uh, again, so yeah, we we're talking worst contracts in sports history. Um, yeah. Like again, my mind goes to football first, um, and another quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh, that was 128 million, almost all of it guaranteed for four years. Uh, the Eagles had to eat a lot of that money in the trade to the Colts, as uh, as far as I remember. It's it's and it's weird. It's a similar. Obviously, Wentz was you know a lot earlier in his career, but yeah, the, I think but they, the drop off is is mind blowing. I it, think like, they mentioned it on the broadcast um, tonight, or I, I heard it somewhere. It's it's a Carson Wentz situation uh, because yeah, I mean the Russell. So Wilson's getting five years, two hundred forty two million with one hundred sixty one guaranteed. A um, lot of money. <laughs> it's just it's kind of. It's crazy. I think it's a little instructive. I think it should be instructive for NFL teams. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, look how many teams, you know, lose a weapon or two. And I, and, and we'll get it, we'll get into this. This is kind of another feather in the cap for Lamar because Lamar doesn't have a bona fide one, number one. You know what I mean? But these guys, all these quarterbacks lose a weapon or two, or, or you say, like, oh, they don't have enough weapons. They don't have enough. Mahomes, has, you know, that's been the excuse for Mahomes all year because people see the drops like the truth is the production isn't that bad. I don't know where the Chiefs rank, but they're somewhere middle of the pack. They're nowhere near the bottom of the of the NFL as far as total offense is what you're a, saying or Oh no, I'm saying their wide receiver core. If oh. you if you count Kelsey. Cuz yeah, Kelsey's lost a step. He's obviously slower and everything like that, but you throw all that in when Jarek also Jarek McKinnon healthy, so on and so forth, right? It's not a terrible wide receiver group. We have seen we've seen the but, drops. But that's we've seen a, the that's a thing though, right? Like you're saying, you know, in a perfect world with McKinney healthy and yada yada. Like it's the NFL. Like you're not no and Eric Bieniemy at offensive coordinator probably right. too. I I, I th- obviously I've really come around on your take there because like the commander's offense wasn't the commander's offense showed flashes. It was year. good until Sam Howell just forgot how to play football. Yeah, and I think he just I think with him. He just got beat to the ground, but that's a that's a different story. He he did, yeah he got sacked a lot. Um, so that my point being though is if we're talking just football for a minute first, is I I think NFL teams need to reevaluate how much they're they're paying quarterbacks. I if 
if this is a problem when you're like, hey, we don't have enough to go out and get this guy, this guy, this guy, whether it's salary cap or just a cheap owner, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's this is your budget. And if you're giving Mahomes, Allen, Hertz, Burrow, you know, <laughs> Daniel fucking Jones, almost $50 million, some of them over $50 million a year, then okay, maybe it's time to reevaluate giving one man more than 20% of your fucking salary cap. Like, I, I think it's time to look, start looking at that because look at look at the guys that are succeeding right now. Like, Brock Purdy, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the 49ers should pay Brock Purdy $50 million a year. I like him. I do. I just don't think he's a $50 million a year kind of guy. So follow the 49ers model and surround him with talent because Lamar Jackson's don't grow on trees. Patrick Holmes don't grow on trees and and – Fuck, I, again, I don't even know if you want him at this point. Like, like once he lost Tyreek and Travis Kelsey wasn't what he was, you know what I mean? And this this hurts me to say, but obviously the loss of Tyreek Hill hurt him. You know what I mean? I I, I don't like to say that. I, I don't think that – I don't really believe in the number one wide receiver being transformative for your team because right. history shows that doesn't really bear out. You know what I mean? Once you get to the playoffs, everything, and I don't think it'll bear out for the Dolphins again this year. So the Chiefs will still win the trade. That's what I think is going to happen. But obviously, it was a problem to lose him. And yeah, you had elite. You had the best tight end, and it appears the best wide receiver in the NFL. So maybe Mahomes isn't as good as we thought. That's where I'm at, and I know I know that. You I'm know, not ready to go there. I uh, I don't know, dude. That game against the Raiders, you know what? We we, we can come back to this. Um, yeah, let's come back to the Chiefs and Raiders game. Yeah. Um, but worst contracts in sports history. So, again, Carson Wentz was one of them. Um, I got uh, – let me go baseball for a second. Uh, Chris Crush Davis got – 2016 was the year for contracts. I, I looked this up. This was in January of 2016. Um, five years, 161. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh you know, he was killing it, had like over 30 home runs. He was a 40 home run guy. Yeah. yeah 40, I think he had 51 years. 40 and 100. Uh, never batted for average. He, I think he, had tw- he batted 261 the year where he went 40 and 100. Um, I think he was like 190 the year before that, but like 280. He was never a 300 guy, is what I'm trying to say. But uh, he just failed to remember how to hit a baseball after he signed that contract. I think he had one decent year. I think 2016 wasn't terrible. But uh, 2017 was bad, 2018 was worse, and then 2019 uh, is when he went 0 for 49. He went 49 straight at-bats without a hit, which is an MLB record. Uh, he had to retire in 2020 because he was just that bad. He never he didn't even play out his contract. He, uh, at, so 2016 was the year they signed it. He hit 221 that year. That was the best he. Yeah. That was the best for him. I think he had um, like 20-something home runs. Uh, no, 2016 he hit 38. Um, yeah, 38 homers, but okay. only 84 RBIs. Yeah, you're right. Um, Under 100 RBIs. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then after that, a lot a of solo huge, shots, huge drop off. Yeah. Um, and the and the strikeouts. I, I yeah, he's, I believe he, I believe the bold is saying he led. Yeah, he led the league in strikeouts both 2015 and 2016. <sighs> over 200, over 200 strikeouts is. And that was before like it was home runner strikeout. Like it's it's to a it, certain yeah. It, it was starting to way. it was starting yeah. to go that way. It was but, trending that way. Um, but, but yeah, that batting average and what a sad story. Uh, man, 
Yeah, 2017, his OBP was only 309. Fun um, fact. Yeah. Fun fact. He was the uh, Baltimore Orioles, you know, who made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was their highest paid player this year. <laughs> <laughs> he's got deferments until 2037 you gotta love that um yeah the, the, i think he made like 9.6 million this year on the warriors nothing nothing's better than bobby bonilla day but that's that's pretty close i don't um, know Sh- shohei otani day is gonna gonna hit that's, that's true i can't wait for shohei day uh, <laughs> they gotta pay him 68 million this <laughs> year for the wow yeah that is crazy uh but yeah that just uh what a what a terrible contract and uh, you know, sticking with that trend of 2016, um, may I introduce you to NBA free agency circa 2016? It was a wild time to be alive. Uh, the cap went up, I, I believe it was 70 million to 92, so it took almost a 30% jump. Um, and just every, if you could hold a basketball in your hand, you got paid a lot of money. Uh, I mean, just let me rifle off some of these really quick. Chandler Parsons. Got paid. He got four years, ninety-four million dollars with the Grizzlies. He made it. He played in ninety-five games. He averaged seven point two points per game, two point six rebounds, and one point seven assists. So, like, that is a decent ninth guy in your rotation. That's not going to make the playoffs. Rotate playoff rotation at all. And uh, he played less than just over a full season for those for those four years. Uh, he had to medically retire. Timothy Mozgov, Lakers. Four years, what was it? 62 million, I believe. Yep. Um, <laughs> 54 games. He made it just over a half a season in those four years. 7.4 points, 4.9 rebounds. He was picking up, di- didn't, uh, did not play coach's decisions the first year into that contract. That's how bad he was. <laughs> and this is a center that can't do anything. And this is 2016, so like the Warriors are the Warriors, right? Like it's the early, early days of the Warriors dynasty. Like this is the same year Durant signed with with Golden State. So not that iteration, but but still the Warriors, right? Still making the finals. So like small ball is coming into play, right? And the Lakers are like, nah, let let's sign Timothy Moscow. Let, let's get a let's let's just get a plotting. Let's get like, a yeah, just a guy that is going to be. Good from two feet and in, and not mobile. Can't defend the pick and roll. Yeah, say so yeah. Not even not even like a an elite defender. Not a rim protector or anything. Um, um, I, I can keep going, and I will keep going with the Lakers. Luel Dang, you know, great Chicago Bull. Great Chicago Bull. I do remember this one. Four years, seventy-two million. He played in fifty-seven games. So shout out the Lakers. They got three more games out of him. Seven point six points, five point three rebounds, one point three assists. I believe the Lakers might still be paying him. Um, just terrible, terrible contracts, and it just the list goes on and on. It's <laughs> yeah, uh, there are actually uh, Bismarck Bayombo. It was it was a lot of centers. Yeah, uh, Ian Mahinmi. They they were both over sixty mil for four years. Yeah, I mean, so um, I mean, so Kevin, like the best one, right? Kevin Durant, two years, fifty four point five million. Uh, you might forget you might forget this one. Dwayne Wade, two years, forty seven point five. Guess where he signed. Oh wait, um, nope, I can't remember. He went home, Chicago, and uh, he lasted, I believe, a half a year with them, and then uh, they bought him out, and he went to the Cavs. He went to the Cavs back with LeBron, or did he go back to the Cavs, or did he go straight to Miami? I can't. Now I got to look that up. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he was with Chicago. Yeah. 
Weird. Um, okay. He was with the Cavs. Yep, he did. He did do a minute with the Cavs with LeBron. But yeah, I mean, just <laughs> so, like a the Al Jefferson three years, thirty million. You're like, okay, but Al Jefferson was good with the Celtics in like 2006, and he was ten years past his prime there. Um, yeah, these ones are wild because, like. There, there are those days before the rookie pay scale in the NFL, for instance, right? Where, I mean, they get, they shelled out a lot of money. I, I think Stafford might have been the last one to get the yeah, to get right, the, the right. big deal, or, or he was close anyway. Um, where they, where they, where they were getting like, you know, the first overall pick was getting like NFL free agent yeah, money, yeah. you know, like. Um, but Bradford, you, you forgive Bradford that. Bradford kind of set that market, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Wait, was Bradford before or after? Stafford. He was before. Yeah. So I think Stafford might have been the last yeah. one. But um so you you forgive that a little bit more because the the draft is just kind of a crapshoot. And if you're if you're in the position first overall pick, you don't have to take a quarterback, but you kind of have to take a quarterback. Right? So um but with free agents, like the Deshaun so Deshaun Watson, right? I kinda like I said I said Carson Wentz, I remember him, but really Deshaun Watson is on a short list of terrible contracts. This is my worst. A, this is my worst contract in in sports history, and, and I'm I'm early to it, but I want to be early to it. People are talking about it, but I really do think it'll go down as the worst contract in sports. Look at what we just saw. I mean, I mean, we just saw Joe Flacco. I don't. He had 250 yards in the first half. I don't even know what he finished with. But Deshaun Watson and the Browns were five and one when he got hurt. Sure, but like go back and watch those games. It was not because of Deshaun Watson. The Browns are winning because of Joe Flacco right dude, now, dude, and the defense. Don't don't I'm get me telling wrong, the you right now. Good. I'm not. I'm not out on the the Browns actually going through the AFC. <laughs> I mean, this is what the the Baltimore Ravens Joe Flacco team did, right? I mean, this is the exact. He's turning it over too much. He had seven interceptions going into tonight. We didn't watch this game too too closely. Not sure if uh, if he turned it over. He did turn it over. He once. turned it over. That was uh, what's his name, um, the defensive end for the Jets. Yeah, was, um, he, he deflected it and then uh, returned it. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it really like it, it was a pretty athletic play, honestly. Yeah, because Joe Flacco gave him a pump. Fake. Flacco pump faked him and then he and he just didn't get it past him. That's right. Um, so the he does have to cool down on the on the turnovers. That's the one thing that he didn't do when they did win the Super Bowl. But um, I mean, they've got the defense and Joe Flacco's playing really, really well. But Flacco's almost like it's it's funny to make the comparison to Lamar Jackson because Lamar turns it over too much too. But you're talking about two teams that force a lot of turnovers as well. So right. it's almost like the defenses could bail both of these guys out. And I kind of hope we see him in the playoffs. Honestly, I, I, would I love hope it. we see him play I love in the playoffs. It. Back to Deshaun Watson for a second. So yeah, of course, I'm sure everyone knows it. But you know, five years, two hundred thirty million, fully guaranteed. He has set back um, players' rights by about. I would say at least five years when it comes to contracts. Oh yeah, he's a he's uh, a perfect cautionary tale for no, for the owners. Yeah. There will be there will be more fully guaranteed contracts in the two hundred plus range. I just think it's going to take a few years to stomach this one uh, before an NFL owner gets you know the ball is enough to do it. Yeah, um, he's played in twelve games in two years. Uh, obviously, he was suspended, and obviously got hurt. He got hurt. I think every game this year that he was in. Just yeah, pretty much. Um, 12 games, 59.8 completion percentage, so less than a 60% completion percentage with his with the Browns. 14 touchdowns in 12 games, nine interceptions. And let's not let's not discount um he has weapons. So yeah, I, mean, like, I mean look at what Amari Cooper did. Look at what Amari Cooper and David Njoku were doing 
without him. Yeah. Like they are, they're producing way more than with him because he was only getting 185 yards a game in his in his 12 game between the two years. This is this is and this the, isn't rust anymore. Like it, you can say, oh, we didn't play, and it's not it's like. It's like, well, okay, why are you? Well, kidding? well, it depends on how you mean because because I'm gonna pat myself. This is this is Tori's pat himself on the back moment of the week. Um, I said this from the as soon as I knew he wasn't playing football for almost two full years. I was like, I was like, there's no way, there's no way he's ever gonna be what he was because we know he was good. Now, so you if you say it's not just rust, like no, because I don't think he's ever he'll I don't think he'll ever get back to what he was. Um, right, like this is who he is. But now. this is who he is now. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because because he was he was he was a freak. He was he was MVP every year. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was caliber. MVP caliber. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you you don't play football, especially at that position. You don't play football for almost two years. And I can like, hear everyone saying it now. But Michael, what about his rushing stats? Well, let me get to it. Okay. <laughs> he's averaging 26 rushing yards per game, so he's not killing. He's he's getting two first downs a game. With, with the Browns. He has two rushing touchdowns total. So his total touchdowns are 16 in 12 games. Is that what you pay $230 million guaranteed to? Dude, and then the, Joe Flacco outplays you. Joe Flacco is bringing his kids to school every day. The, yeah. G- gets off the couch. He's, he's out of the league for, you know, not two full years, but almost a full year. And uh, he's performing. And this is all without going into what they gave up to get him to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> like, ridiculous uh, yeah i'm not even i'm not even gonna go there i just think the contract by itself is the worst right but yeah, yeah the, the transaction the, if you go total transaction it has to be the worst transaction in sports history i guess maybe uh babe ruth being sold to the yankees is up there i don't know i can't remember what the red sox got in re- oh yeah it was just money it was just That's money. right yeah, yeah. Um, and 86 years of bad luck uh <laughs> which which we definitely have to chalk up to babe ruth right i mean it's, that was the curse but um because russell wilson Again, you you need to factor in the trade for him too, which wasn't nearly uh, as egregious. It was Drew Locke and Noah Fan. Yeah, I know Drew Locke's looking pretty good a, these days yeah, over in Seattle, um, but I think only one first round pick. So, um, if I remember correctly, there's a, maybe two and Drew Locke and and Noah Fant, um, and maybe a defensive lineman too. But anyway, uh, you know, it, like. Just off the top of my head, I had a few others like two first round picks, three other draft picks, and three players. Yeah. So it was actually, yeah, it was quite a haul for Wilson too. Um, but I think it's paying off more for uh, for the Texans than it is for, you know, yeah, because Will Anderson's a beast. I, they use one of their picks to trade up and get Anderson. Is how it worked, so, right? Yeah, or yeah. you know, whatever. One, one Stroud and Stroud Anderson went back to back. Yeah. yeah so. Um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, as far as other bad contracts, just a couple of it like came off the top. You know, NBA. Uh, you talk about that Chandler Parsons deal. Um, Dylan Brooks is four for ninety-two. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, what the fuck is what? What is going on here? Um, you know, John Carlos Stanton. You know, like he had a he had a couple of nice years with the Yankees. Um, I guess I mean it was the Marlins that signed him to the deal, right? But as you know. Um, as but, much as I want to shit on Dylan Brooks, at least he is averaging 13.6 points per. That's almost double what Chandler Parsons yeah, and those yeah, other guys. It's it's better than obviously what, a different league too. I mean, you're getting more points, um, but yeah, 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 not double the points though. So um, that's fair. Um, Namdi Asamoah will always come to mind for me. I, I think it was like five years, sixty million. Again, you know that that was big. Obviously, he was the top paid cornerback in the NFL at the time, and. Uh, yeah, you and Parker didn't even know about the dream team. The the Eagles. Um, it no. was uh, 
it, it was basically they made all these free agent signings. Namdi was the biggest one, but they they brought in a Cullen Jenkins was like a big time D lineman, interior D lineman. Vince Young was backing up. Um, not no, yeah, McNabb, yeah, it was backing up McNabb. Um, yeah, it was. Just, I, I mean, those are those are all. And names it was Vince I've Young. Heard, it was, but I just didn't. I didn't know that they had the dream team. Yep, and then and then that's when Andy Reid got fired. Uh, so that's and so that turns so, into a nightmare. So Namdi was, you know, he was kind of the face of you know how everything just fell apart in Philadelphia, and you know the rest is history. Andy Reid goes on and drafts Patrick Mahomes and so on, and um, you know, a funny one, like it, I think it was like four, three years, twelve million, but Larry Brown got two interceptions thrown right to him in nineteen. This is nineteen ninety five. It's Super Bowl thirty, I think. I thought you were talking about NBA coach Larry Brown. I was like, oh, okay, go. No, nope, no. Nope. So Larry Brown was a corner for the Cowboys, and he got two picks thrown right to him in the Super Bowl. And the Raiders signed him. And he got his payday. Was he fast? Is that why the Raiders signed him? You know, I don't, I don't even remember him being like a speedster, really. Um, maybe he was, you know. Uh, again, I was I was pretty young, so it cut yeah. me some slack. But, um, yeah, just two interceptions by Neil O'Donnell. I don't know if that's a name, you know. No. Um, <laughs> Should I? <laughs> so he was, yeah, he was the Steelers quarterback back then. He was like, you know, he was okay. He was, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, he was he was probably like a Flacco level, you know, not Flacco right now, but you know, Flacco's elite right now. Yeah, Flacco's elite. Flacco's the MVP for the last five weeks. Maybe not with all the picks, like you said, but anyway, um, onto a team that's not going to have the MVP. We'll we'll, uh, we'll shift the basketball for a second. Obviously, we need to uh, we need to warm me up, you know, for for February when it. I mean, then there's a you know there's a storyline to talk about. The Pistons have lost 28 games in a row now. Um, just lost to the Celtics tonight. It was close. I uh, I got a text from a buddy. that said this is not good. And I was like, what? I was like, what is what is he talking about? Yeah, we were watching the we were watching the Browns and the Jets. And, and then the, like, and then I was like, oh, we we're prepping for the show. I was like, Pistons have lost. I was like, oh, they're playing the Celtics tonight. And I looked, and the Pistons were up 101 to 96 late in the fourth on the Celtics. Celtics. Ended up forcing overtime, 108, 108, I believe, and then uh, they, they won by five, I think. Um, 28 in a row, though, I mean, just like... So that ties the NBA record. They have the NBA record for one season, uh, but it ties it with, I believe, the process Sixers over the course of two seasons. So if they if they lose one more, they they hold it outright in all regards. Come on, baby. Now, now I want They're them. They're playing hard, though. Like, they were playing hard. They were crashing the boards. So, um, actually, I want to ask you this, then. Like... Explain to me what's actually going on with this team because Cade Cunningham is considered elite. Like any, like or I mean, is is he elite or is he? I wouldn't go elite. I think he's a very he's like all star caliber, right? Yeah. So he's okay. So he's all star, but he's not like a top ten player in the league or anything, right? Right. Um, top twenty five. Top, not... top twenty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, so like a player like that can still elevate his team, and, and like you were telling me about all the other you know, young pieces that they have. And I'm not doing this to give you shit. I'm saying like, what, what is actually going on there to lose 28 in a row? Some, not, nothing good. I mean, so a sore Thompson, uh, just, he hasn't played offense. Uh, he's been benched once Bogdanovich came back. He, he lost a lot of his minutes. He's a great defender and that's like something they're missing. I think he should be playing more minutes. Uh, but doesn't have a really good jumper right now. He's just kind of a slasher, and uh, they feel like they need to... Monty Williams feels like he needs more playmakers around Cade Cunningham, which, you know, I 
don't disagree with. Having a shooter like Bogdanovich is a good idea. Uh, Duran's been hurt. He's a guy that I mentioned. He just came back uh, a couple nights ago. He's been seems like he gets a twisted ankle every every couple games. So he's been out. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like Cade Cunningham was saying, he's like, I we're not this bad. Like we're we're really not this bad. Uh, it looked like they had a lid on the on the basket tonight. From what we were watching, when the Celtics were making their comeback, they had two or we, three threes just rim right in and out. Like yeah, it's we just like we turned it on at one hundred one one hundred Celtics, and uh, yeah, it, it, it like <laughs> the shots the shots stopped falling from there. Basically, other than uh, torching Kristaps a few times, which I was telling you, man, I wasn't impressed with him defensively. I know he's a giant lumbering human, but. You Jesus had, Christ! You had Jaden Ivey. He was closing out on Jaden Ivey on the on the wing. It's late in the shot clock. He overcommits a little bit, and Jaden Ivey goes by him, and he makes a dumb foul. Well, yeah, but it wasn't just that one. He he left a wide open three for for no reason. Like he just collapsed in with. Like I don't. He didn't even seem like that defensively aware. You pointed out he boxed out a couple of times. I'm just saying. Like I think I would, uh, I think I'd probably attack him a little bit. He didn't seem like he actually knew how to use his length. At least he didn't do it well in this game. Like he usually does. Like I like especially on the pick and rolls, and he he's able to eliminate that space. Like he's the difference with like out. Like the Warriors would attack Al Horford on the pick and roll. It's not. I don't think it's going to work. Like a team like the Warriors doing that with Kristaps because he has those few more inches and he has longer arms where. It, like it sounds stupid, but that does make the difference in affecting a shot and timing. Um, against a guy like Steph Curry, no, like he's gonna he's gonna make it no matter what the defense is. Probably the same with Damian Lillard. So we'll see with the Bucks, but um, he's a disruptor with his length, just enough, and he's you know he's younger, so he's he is a little quicker than Al. Um, but back to the Pistons, is he is he quicker than Al? I would say he is. Like laterally, I don't I can't I don't know if I can see that. Al's, I don't know. Al gets burned on pick and rolls a lot. I mean, maybe it's deceptive because he's just nine feet tall. Yeah. And so he, like, he covers a lot of ground. But I just saw a couple of plays where I was just like, whoa. Like, Yeah. I don't think you saw him at his best. I mean, the Celtics, I don't, they clearly weren't up for this game. They weren't rebounding. Yeah. And, um, uh, no, you know, no Jalen Brown. They rebounded at the end. They didn't rebound him when they had to. I but guess. I wanted to talk about the, the game before, the, the Pistons' 27th loss to the Nets the other night. Uh, feel for Cade Cunningham. He went off that game. He had 41, I believe 37 in the second half, had 18 in the third, 19 in the fourth. Uh, just an early, I, was, I actually watched the entirety of that game. Early, he was facilitating. He was trying to get other guys involved. Um, they, they went up 10 early, and then you know they stopped making shots, so Cade kind of looked for his shot. Um, <laughs> 35 seconds left. Pistons trailed 150. They trailed by five. Monty calls a timeout. It's their ball. Nets just hit a three. So Cade has the last 10 points for the for the Pistons. Mostly driving. Hit a hit a three-pointer as well in that sequence. They added the out of bounds play. Pass it in. Alec Burks, like a 30-footer from three, just chucks it up two seconds into the play clock and just bricks a three. And Cade was. Would have had a tough look, uh, kind of like the look he had, uh, I believe, is at the end of regulation uh, tonight against the Celtics. You're like, oh, that's a that's a tough shot. It might have been in overtime uh, when he was kind of tr- drifting into the corner for the three. And yeah, was, that was, it was overtime. A fadeaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I have confidence he hits that shot against the Nets. So that's how hot he was. You know, he was just he was just on a streak. Didn't get the chance. Everyone on Twitter, basketball Twitter, was roasting Monty Williams. You know, why are you drawing up that play for Alec? Or what? After the game, Monty comes on the presser and he's like, "That that that play was for Cade." <laughs> Burks just chucked up the three. Um, mm. It was tough. It was tough. Well, um, so yeah, obviously two teams. Uh, so that yeah, that was the uh, the best team in the NBA and the yeah, worst record wise. Record wise, yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA? I don't think it really matters right now. <laughs> Ask me in two months. Ask uh, me after the All Star break. That's when it's going to start to matter. Well, the, the, uh, every team will go through their lull. The Celtics will look bad for a stretch of four yeah, or five games. And the Nuggets going to be on fire. Uh, Nuggets will look bad for a stretch of four or five games. Uh, Bucks will look bad. The Bucks haven't looked good for much of the year. So. Yeah, but uh, and I mean, They're, the Bucks will find it when the Celtics are bad, and then right, it's going right, to be right. the the Bucks are the you know. They're going to be crown champions already. That's and you know what? Happen. I was afraid we wouldn't have a segue to this, but I think we do. The to your point, like everyone kind of hits a lull. Everybody has a in the NFL season. Everybody has a bad game almost always, right? Um, oh yeah. So I'm not overreacting to that Ravens and 49ers game. No, me either. Um, I think a couple of the tr- when you have that many turnovers, which is not not really characteristic of the 49ers. And not characteristic of Purdy. And not to mention, two of his interceptions were really weren't on him, right? Um, I put the one on him where, like, there's a free rusher coming because I've always put that on Hurts, too. Like, if you're a shorter quarterback, know your limitations, right? So, when there's a free rusher coming and he jumps and he bats it and he and he picks it off, yeah. I, like, I don't put that on the quarterback as, as much as a, as a bad read or forcing a ball, but it's still on you because you're responsible for the free rusher, right? So... I put that one on him, but I don't put, you know, him getting hit. I don't put one where a defender gets his hand in and it go, pops up in the air. I mean, really, that's just an incredible play by Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, what a uh, game he had. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he had the interception yeah. in, the, in the end zone, too, yeah, right? Two, yep. so, the, <laughs> so one in the end zone, and then one, he gets chop blocked. So he draws the flag for an illegal <laughs> chop block. He's, like, laying on the ground for a second, like, fuck, that hurt. And then he's like, all right. I guess uh, I go follow the ball. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'll play football. And like, and you know, and the, like the announcers are saying during the game, it was, uh, I, I don't even remember who called the game, but um, but like they're saying during the game, like, but this guy's just always around the ball, you know? That's why you never give up on a play, you know? It, I, thought, I thought of you immediately when I saw that play. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but we'll be talking about that on the pod. Absolutely. Because, uh, again, man, I mean, this is why this is – you know, you could tie this into this is why you should be allowed to make a crackback block or something like that because yeah, because defenders make their way back into a play. Like good, good defenders get back into the frame, as they say, right? Like on the on the film. Yeah, as long as they're not they're always, writhing in pain, I guess. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, you know what? If they're, I don't know, man. I, I I'm just saying that's kind of my case. That's that's the case I always made to kids in football. You know, when I was coaching, it was like I don't care if you're 30 yards behind the play, hustle down there. Football is a fucking weird shape, and it bounces around, and somebody forces a fumble, and maybe you get down there and make a recovery because of a, you know, there was uh, one of those football porn plays for me. Uh, the Cowboys and the Jets, Tyler Biotish, fucking center, ran like 30 yards downfield and made a recovery. I'm, yeah. I, I'm sure I mentioned it on the show, yeah, yeah. you know, all that time ago. Um, but I, yeah, of course, I love that shit, you know? Um, so, nice job, Kyle Hamilton. But, 
So anyway, I think for me, you know, I still think the Ravens proved enough. I mean, we're talking it's a 33 to 12 game in the fourth quarter. I think the four and in San Francisco, right? In, yeah. In San Fran. Yeah. So Christmas night. I think, I think the Ravens did enough to say, yeah, we're the favorites now. You know what I mean? Again, I know it was it's some of the, some of the turnovers a little fluky and everything like that, but the Ravens still earned them. The Ravens are fantastic on defense. I think Lamar played well in a big game. Exactly. Lamar's playing well. He talk about stats not really mattering. Like you can't you can't measure with statistics his impact on the game. No, if his value. If is he far. stays healthy, yeah. It, like I mean, that's the biggest concern for me is like, will he stay healthy? Um, but he's doing a better job of getting you know staying out of situations where he's going to get nicked up. Um, Were you able to watch the game live? I know it's Christmas night. Uh, so. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but. When I saw that safety, I thought the game was over. I was like, "Oh no!" You know, just two nothing, <laughs> and it's just like, "That's this is this is the way the night's going." Dude, it's actually if you think about it, that's like a testament to Lamar's no, athleticism, exactly. right? It's like I can't remember exactly where he dropped back from, but he dropped back like twenty yards. Yeah, I think it, I think the and, ball was at the eighteen, maybe. And like maybe. You, like. You can't like as much as everyone wants to hate on officials, including me. You can't really put it on him because no. he the was where feels, he needed to be. It's a right-handed quarterback, so he was yeah, you know, offset and he feels to the terrible. Left. People are shitting on him because he was laughing. It's just like he's embarrassed. You like he just fell on national television, cost the Ravens two points. Not not to mention, I think it's going to be end up being intentional grounding anyway. I don't see that's where I disagree with you a hundred. I do, maybe not, maybe I, not, but I think because of who Lamar is, that's not intentional grounding. <sighs> he gets. I think he evades Chase Young just enough to maybe, get maybe. out of. He might get, turn the corner, but I I, I, I don't s- think he's going to get sacked. And if he doesn't get sacked, he gets that ball to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't actually blame the umpire for that. And I, um, or no, the umpires, no. So it is the referee behind the play, right? I can't fucking I, remember. I'm not even going to pretend to know. I can't remember which is which. The, no, the umpire is the one on the defensive side, isn't he? You. Yeah, I think the referee, the umpire behind. throws, yeah, pass yeah. interferences. That, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. right. So I, I think I think it was the referee that got uh you know <laughs> got caught up under Lamar's tree as like uh little giants. Like, or, I haven't uh, seen it, but yeah, cool. or I guess or major league, which you haven't seen either. Don't, don't be standing on the tracks when the train's coming through. But like, can we can we talk about that for a second? There should be a way to like redo that play no i i i kind of want to redo on that play mm. it penalizes the defense a little bit yeah i don't i don't know how man that's it, tricky though because then you start to go into like sometimes umpires referees whoever they are get hit with a pass oh i was or, just gonna say or like, like you can interrupt a route or well, let's say you don't get the look you want and then you just drill the official like, <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah, can't, they're, they're out there and like <laughs> they're looking like the michelin man they're just like out there and like it is route. what it is man and it doesn't happen often no enough, it doesn't. you know what it i mean doesn't. and not to mention the fucking offense uses the the uh, the umpire all the time on mesh routes and shit like that so yeah. I, so fuck it i don't care no like that it benefits the offense more often than it benefits the defense. Yeah, no, you, you. You, you see, corner, you see corners it. trailing. I have to talk through it, all right? No, 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 fair enough. No, no, I do that all the time. But no, I, I say, I say no. I, I say no. I, 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 uh, I reject that. Really noted. <laughs> um, ultimately, yeah, obviously it didn't matter. I mean, geez, like, I mean, the 49ers really did get. 
it wasn't the the sort of domination that the scoreboard suggested. Like the the points got on the board because of the turnovers. You know what I mean? And I don't think the 49ers will do that again. That being said, to me, I think the Ravens have earned the right to say, yeah, they're the favorite in the NFL right now. I mean, that was it's still a 33-12 game again. Um, but that being said, I think everybody should calm down on the, you know, Brock Purdy sucks. Like, no, man, he had one bad game. The 49ers had one bad game. I I'm not out on them. So what I find really interesting is there's some comps between Brock Purdy and Tua, right? Like, oh, they've got weapons. That's why they're producing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, boy genius calling the plays and, and Shanahan and McDaniel, right? Yeah, I'm a little more on the McDaniel train than, sure, <laughs> than Shanahan. Sure, but what if the Ravens do it again this weekend against the Dolphins and completely shut down? Now, there's the built-in excuse that Jaden Waddle's not there, so there, there's that, which it does you know, impact, impact the offense. Um, but, yeah, but this is what happens to speedy, tiny little wide receivers in the playoffs. So, so no, but what I'm saying is what if the Ravens do it again and they just embarrass Tua yeah, and the Dolphins, yeah. then, then it's, it's just like, okay, what are, what are we thinking here now? No. And, and, uh, what is it? I think it's the Bengals are where the Ravens finish their season. Um, yes. Yeah. Or so, no, I think they're, or is it the Browns? I, I don't know. Oh no, it's the Steelers. It's, it's the, Steelers. the Steelers, yeah, because the, um, the Bengals and the I knew Browns I knew it was a division game. We yeah, found yeah. it. We got there. Um but yeah, and it, like I kinda in a way, I don't know if I like it that the Ravens have all these like they have tough games because the Steelers, no matter what's gonna be a tough game. And they and they actually just beat the shit out of the Bengals anyway. So um so they have three tough games to finish out the year. Now, if they're the one seed um, maybe that time time off is good. It's just like it's it's hard to get up for every game. You know what I mean? And so like um I just wonder if like they'll be able to refocus, especially if they get the bye. You know what I mean? Like, do you almost want that role to keep going and instead? You know, do you almost not want to be the one seed? I I don't know. Um Yeah, I mean the Ravens have had enough injuries already where like guys are out for the year. It's not like the the guys I mean, sure, you can get a little healthier. Because everyone's hurt at this point in the year, but like it's not you're not getting guys back with that buy. You're not getting impact players back on the field. Although, although I think Andrews uh, is actually talking about it, so I don't I don't know what kind of impact he'd be able yeah. to make with that ankle injury. But um, yeah, Isaiah Likely's looked good. I don't know if you uh, if well, you want to rush it. An Andrews and a Likely would. Um, I mean, even better. I mean, again, he. This is again. This is just to my point. He has been. He's been worth the contract. Um, he adds so much value to all the guys around him. I feel like because I don't think Isaiah Likely is a stud on most teams. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's just the threat of his legs. Um, and you had probably a couple handful of GMs come out and say no, thank you. Like publicly come out and say I don't want Lamar Jackson. Oh, so, yeah, quite a few. It was crazy. Falcons um, were among them. Yeah, uh, like the Falcons. I think the Falcons were probably like the, the, first. the prime. The prime. Uh, it, you know, it's just like, uh, hey, Atlanta fans, do you think you want Lamar Jackson now? <laughs> yeah, it's um, and I, like that's that's not a fair question to beg to Atlanta fans. It's more like Atlanta GM, whoever you are. I mean, the Texans must have been in that conversation I before they, they drafted were. Stroud, too, right? I think they um, were. But there, you know, there there were several teams where it was, and like, I can they respect, should definitely. I can respect that you have a high pick and you want to. You talk. You just talked about it. Build your roster with a rookie 
quarterback salary, like, and so you can get the pieces around it. I mean, obviously, look at what the Niners are doing with Brock Birdie's making seven hundred eighty-nine thousand, I think, mm-hmm. least least paid player poor, in the NFL. Poor bastard can't even buy golf clubs for his has a for his offense. Yeah, has a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, so there's there's some where you can understand it, but there's others where it's just like, I mean, the Falcons went out and they they paid Taylor Heineke a decent amount of money. Obviously, not ma- nothing near max, but they paid for Taylor Heineke. You know, I, I don't get it. Yeah, and you think yeah, you you think he wouldn't get Kyle Pitts and and Drake London the ball? You know, um, I, I mean, I gotta say, man, like I I always I be- I always believed in Jackson's talent, but I didn't believe. I, I just didn't know if he was ever going to be able to stay healthy, and I didn't know if he'd be able to win big games. And he's he's really they've run a gauntlet in the AFC, and he and he keeps winning. So now it's just hey, you know, I guess when the lights shine brightest, he's still got to prove it to me. But I'm I'm really starting to believe, and I and I just believe in the Ravens. I mean, they Clowney looked really really good, which is yeah. I mean, Kyle Van Noy has been continued to impress since he got off the couch you know hamilton and humphrey in that secondary yeah um, hopefully hamilton's healthy that's gonna go along peters way. moved over to safety um no there's a, they're, they're 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 tough all over um yeah fifth 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 in total defense right now fifth against the pass uh and first uh the, they're the best team uh scoring defense in the nfl right now so um not bad not bad so uh between and and, and again, like I said, Lamar turns the ball over a little bit too much, more than you'd like, but that defense forces turnovers. So um, I just threw this in there because this has been a weird year, I feel like. It's like uh, it's like there's a lot of college basketball years, I feel like, where a team is like only number one for like three days, and then they lose. It's, yeah. it's almost like a curse to be number one. <laughs> you know, you, some, you have some college basketball years like that, right. and that's what this NFL season's felt like. Uh, at the top of the power rankings, I mean, obviously the 49ers have you know been up there for a long time, but you know, just just when you start to think like like oh yeah, the Bills are out of it, just when you start to think oh yeah, the Chiefs are back, you know, like things like that. It's just it's been a weird year, man. Uh, and um, to speak to that, just like this is this will be the only mention of the Panthers and the Bears, but uh, and the Patriots, but a couple of these are unusual stats for teams that are that are poor football teams. The Panthers are fifth in total defense. Uh, they're fourth against the pass, which sort of makes sense because you're you know if you're, you're running down. it a lot. Um, but it's interesting that they're fifth in total defense, but they're third worst in points per game allowed. Yeah, that that's, that's got to be a lot of points off turnovers. It's a, like that's the only thing I can think of. And then this is even weirder. The Bears and the Patriots are one, two in rush yards allowed per game. Two teams that are not good football teams. The Bears are better than the Patriots, but um, those are not good football teams. And you would think teams would be running more against them. And um, that's okay. It could speak to their secondary issues a little bit, I guess, too, which is like, okay, we'll just target. But yeah, once they're, tr- but I mean, being able to stop the runs a good foundation, yeah, though. I mean, so you you might have pieces. I mean, we talked about we talked about the Patriots all year. Like you know, yeah, defensively I mean, they've, yeah, they've got some, ten they've points got some or less. Hope. So it's not like the game's out of out of hand. Yeah, they had a stretch of what four straight games, I think it was, where they allowed ten or fewer points. So they were never out of it, even though their offense was inept and and couldn't score. It's not like uh, teams were could just pump the brakes against them. Yeah, and I the, I've seen a. I, haven't watched as closely with the Bears, but I feel like that's the case too. Not 
necessarily maybe as low scoring, but their offense is obviously better than the Patriots, and they've hung around a lot of games, I feel like. Um, so moving on to uh, the, the, you know, the, the bubble teams on the NFL playoff picture. So the Packers have suspended, uh, you know, their, their lockdown or, or near lockdown corner Jair Alexander for, uh, I don't know what's going on, man. He, he's, it seemed like he was on something after the game. I, it was really weird. Um, yeah, he's, I don't, I, I and the, dude, this isn't. He's it's the, the one that it's uh, not inconsequential. They the the Seahawks are uh, eight and seven, and then there's four teams at seven and eight. You know that. Uh, sorry, the Seahawks would be the seven seed right now, and then there's four teams at seven and eight that all have a shot, and the Packers are one of them. Yeah, so he he went out um, homecoming game against the Panthers last week, and he decided he wanted to be a captain, even though uh, the organization didn't want him to be a captain or, or didn't tell him to be a captain. I wonder why. Uh, but he went out there anyway, and he was a captain. And he called the he called the the coin. He got it right. I don't know if he called heads or tails, but he got it right. And the the refs asked, "What do you want to do?" He said, "I want the defense on the field." And they're like, "the the ref was like, hey, hold on, buddy. Um, I think you mean you want to defer." He's like, "Yeah, whatever. I just want the defense on defer because, uh, as I'm sure most of the listeners know, if you say defense, then uh, you get the choice. The other team can possess the ball in both halves if if they so. The choose. other team gets the choice yeah. in the second half. Yeah, yeah. So um, the ref saved him there. Um, he said everyone was laughing, and and then after the game, the the press reporter was like, "Hey, did did anybody tell you to go out on the field?" And he's, he's like, "No, but my guys back me up." He's like, "Coach just forgot I'm from Charlotte. That's all." Because, you know, some organizations will anoint uh, your captain for your homecoming game or, or whatever. Um, but I'm telling you, this isn't the reason why he's suspended. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We're not seeing other stuff that's going on there. Because I don't think you get suspended just for this. I think there's... No, been, it's, a, it's probably a last straw. Kind yeah, of there, there's been issues probably all year. Um, but while you're in a playoff race, it is... It's a message to send for damn sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and what I mean is like to do something like that. It it matters. It matters that you almost gave the ball away, and the ref was like, "Like, you sure, buddy? You know, like, because the ref doesn't have to do that. No, he doesn't. So and I'm sure I'd be pissed if I was a Panthers fan, and they're like, oh, are you <laughs> right? sure you want to do that? Because there's yeah, because there's been times where refs in, don't do over that. time, yeah, where the refs have been like, oh, you should, okay, yeah, you're an idiot. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that's what you want. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I, I've heard, obviously we, we haven't been in NFL locker rooms before. I've heard three NFL players in the past day or so talk about this, uh, and it's, it's kind of a good, uh, sample size. So it's Michael Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson and JJ Watt. So, so kind of older guys. And then a guy that just retired, right? All three are like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Michael Irvin he I has, can see the older guys giving him shit, but but JJ Watts recently retired, and like right. the, usually they stick up for like oh, it's not that big a deal, you know, like for three guys to come out and say it, like yeah, yeah, and you know defense, offense, we have both those covered too. Um, they are wide receivers though, so they naturally the, yeah, cor- the corner is their natural man. enemy, you know. Yeah, true, but I mean, Michael Irvin hesitated. He's like, I I had to make sure this this guy like doesn't have. Like everything mentally is okay. I didn't want to say anything. I was like, oh, jeez. But yeah, just he didn't. Well, okay. 
speaking of mentally, he didn't seem, I don't know if it was a temporary thing <coughs> or, you know, but he just didn't seem with it. He's, uh, he's had some interesting press conferences in the past. You know, those big, big, huge uh, baseball caps that players kind of, <laughs> he, uh, he championed that. I think it was last year. He, uh, what is that? Called? That's not fat heads, is it? No, those are what you stick on the wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't um, know what fat caps, maybe I don't know what they're actually called, but, uh, just look up Jair Alexander big hat. And, uh, yeah, he was the first one to do it. And everyone was like, what is this? He's like, my buddy's got a big hat company. And then, uh, athletes <laughs> across the world started doing it. Oh, uh, noggin. Oh, okay. Noggin boss hats. Maybe so. that, maybe that you'll get one <clears throat> next Christmas. For right. me. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks. Um, I pretty much need one anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I think I saw this on Shark Tank actually, and I was like, "No thanks." But but yeah, I don't uh, really care about that because he's just having fun there. But no, this no. was you know, a hundred percent. But yeah, uh, he's he's been one to have a weird interview or two. So I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on there. Um, not good. <laughs> no, I mean. Also, the, the Packers traded away their other corner, right? They, they traded him to the Bills earlier this year. Oh, Rizul Douglas, yeah, yeah. right. And uh, Packers fans are probably like, I wish I had that guy, not Alexander at this moment. I mean, I'm pretty sure Alexander's still a stud. He just sounds like he's a moron, so I don't know. Um, but, and you know what? I feel like you kind of know that going in. Like, I mean, you and I both know D linemen and corners are always the dumbest guys on the team. Like, that's just how it is. Linebackers. Linebackers are usually have to be kind of smart. Um, safeties, but yeah, just corners and D line. Nah, safeties have to be smart. Safeties have to be smart, but corners and D line are usually dumb. That's just there's exceptions. There's exceptions, but that's usually the case. The corners, the corners that later in their career moved to safety, they were probably smart. I was going to say so. Devin McCourty, McCourty, was a, Woodson, and now it's uh, Patrick Peterson. Um, Peterson, uh, or you mean Peters with the with the Ravens? No, Patrick Peterson. Oh, Patrick Steelers. Peterson too. He got a he got his second career start at safety this past weekend. I think he got an interception. Peterson's playing for the Steelers. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought you meant Marcus Peters because he's with the Ravens and he's playing safety with them. But um, so yeah, speaking of not good, AFC South shit the bed this week, and the Bills are very happy about that. Bills barely survived the Chargers. I told you. I told you. Yeah, you did. I was, I was thinking that Easton Stick game. Um, twelve Chargers were getting twelve and a half. I was like, no freaking way. In, in San Diego, new head coach. Bills, the, the interim head coach bump. It's a real thing, folks. Oh yeah, real thing. absolutely. And the Chargers almost pulled it off. They were up twenty-two. It took a game-winning field goal. Twenty-four, twenty-two. Um, right? Was yep. that? Yeah. Yeah. No. I were, watched a lot of sports this weekend, so my my memory is a little fuzzy. Uh, like I said, I'm just in that, you know, this week yeah, fog. You I know? had some eggnog last week. It's probably still affecting my brain a little bit. Yeah, that stuff doesn't get through your system quick, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, the AFC South, they, they just they all blew an opportunity. The Jaguars lose to the Bucks 30-12. to The Colts lose to the Falcons 29-10. And the Texans lost to the Browns, so 36-22. So, really, no, nobody had a good showing. The Texans didn't have Stroud. Looks like Stroud's back this week. But, yeah, they all had a like. They all had a chance to, you know, you know, pull up. Um, and it was a, it was on, a battle. The division. Of, it was battle of AFC South, NFC South, too, like you know, Bucks and <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah. The division we, the division did, we did, knew would be terrible, and the division we thought would be terrible. Yeah, um, yeah we were one for one on those. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, now the Bills, the Bills are sitting pretty, and like I said, like 
it's like I said, man, there's a path to the Chiefs missing the playoffs. Or, or we, you know, there, there was a path to either the Bills and the Chiefs both missing the playoffs. There's a path to both of them making the playoffs. And now, like, the way things are looking, the Chiefs were inept on offense. And granted, two turnovers. Again, we just talked about the fluky nature of turnovers to a certain degree. That being said, it's not fluky with the Chiefs because the Chiefs have turned the ball over all year. Yeah, we just said it. Patrick Mahomes, 14 interceptions, third worst right. in the league. There's a 14 or 15. I, I, think, was- I think Josh has 15. I think Patrick has 14. Let me just double check. But, I mean, goofy trick plays and just all kinds of stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I saw uh, – I didn't – is Taylor Swift actually an Eagles fan? Because there's a there's a theory that she's destroying the Chiefs from the inside out because of the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> there's a, that, that was just a stupid meme. But Did you go on Reddit? Did I you actually – Go on a deep hole? Nah, I mean, Facebook is equally stupid, so. Um, yeah, Mahomes has 14. You know, I do actually hate that narrative, though, that – Oh, it's distractions and stuff. I said to you a, a little while ago. I said, "Oh, is Mahomes buying his own bullshit?" And I like, I'll still, I'll still back that. I'll still stand behind that. But like, you know, the, just it's 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 dumb fan takes. Like, like, oh, he's making all these commercials. Like, dude, everybody does shit in their personal time. <laughs> like, yeah, but did you see Taylor Swift and Santa walk in at the same time to the stadium together? No, Christmas Day. Mm-mm. How can you lose when you have Santa on your side? Um, I don't know. I mean, how can you how can you win when you you know assault Santa? But the Eagles did. So they won that game. Oh no, no. I, I'm talking. I thought you just meant in general. Oh, okay. like, like Santa would have a grudge. There's no way they won but, that game, right? Because the Eagles fans had to be mad when they were throwing snowballs at Santa, right? I mean, the first time it happened was like 1968, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I think it was. I think it was the late 60s. It was the first time it happened. I, I, don't, I don't think it was the last. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they've got a history again. I don't claim Philly fans, man. I, I, whatever, you know, it's, they're a lot like Boston fans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Philly are a little more, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, so anyway, the, the, uh, the playoff race is still a total mess actually in both conferences. And, I don't know, but like, how do I'm trying to like figure out how I see this shaking out? But like, I actually, you know, I for a little while we thought it was four teams in the NFC, and that's it. It was Niners, Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, right? Like, I kind of am starting to believe in the Bucks and the Rams a little bit. The oh, Seahawks, okay. the, C, uh, the Seahawks have Se- that seven. No, 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 yeah, not, I thought, not the I thought you were going to say Seahawks, and I said I am out on that. Rams, I'm in on. Bucks, if you got Stafford, you know what Bucks, I mean. I'm not. I'm not in on, but I'm not out on. I'm a, I'm in on them winning a playoff game. They could, and I and six. So they're six right now. Six versus three. Who's three? Uh oh, sorry. Uh, Lions. Which yeah, they can beat the Lions. Yeah, I, they they can't beat they can't beat the Niners. Um, they could give the Cowboys a game, but I don't think they win, especially in Dallas. The way the Cowboys are playing in Dallas. Uh, um, but as it stands right now, the Bucks would host the Cowboys. Oh right, right. Um, that that's a game. That's a game. I think the the Bucks give the Eagles a game. I don't think they win that game, but they give them a game. I think they give any anybody a game, minus I, the dude. Niners. I think anybody gives the Eagles a game right now, and I and I think the Eagles could actually end up being that five seed going to Tampa because I I know I know it's Cardinals and Giants. That, again, they did they won, but they didn't look good against the Giants. 
against Tyrod Taylor, you know, t- taking him, giving up a deep touchdown late in the game. It's just like, like what is going on here? Um, Boston Scott didn't give me that touchdown. Yeah, Boston Scott didn't even have a big game. What's going on? One carry, three yards. If you think you can, think you can count on something. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's the NFC. But yeah, like you know, things things have changed a little bit, and obviously, yeah. And then all those seven and eight teams: Vikings, Falcons, Packers, Saints. Like I don't believe in any of them, but um, you know, one one of them could slide in in that in that seven seed anyway. So. Uh, Wait, no, am I? Hang on. Two and seven, three and six. Yeah, five and four would play each other. I'm dumb. Never yeah. mind. Um, and, you know, it, it all depends on schedules to a certain degree. But, yeah, then, um, you know, two of the AFC South teams are in. Technically, the Jaguars lead the division right now. Um, oh, my God. Please do not put the Jaguars in the playoffs. Um, dude, yeah, right now they lead the division. So that they would be they'd be hosting the Browns right now. Um, okay, good. Give me that. Give me <laughs> yeah, Browns right. Win. Yeah, yeah. Give me that game because because uh, the Browns will win that one, right? So, um, yeah, because the Browns aren't going to win the division, so they're going to five is the best they can do. So Pro- the, the Jaguars are who the Steelers were for me two weeks ago when I was saying don't get them in. If Mason Rudolph continues to play decently, put the Steelers in. I don't care, but do not put the Jaguars in. But if you do, give them the Browns. So the Browns can win a game. Yeah, Steelers. Are, yeah, so there are one two three four five eight and seven teams and only two of them are um only two of them have a playoff position right now but texans uh, texans get stroud back they're the they're the first team first team out right now it's a i mean the shit the raiders and the broncos still have a chance <laughs> yeah good for the AFC west honestly yeah i mean we we kind of said it was going to be the toughest division and now it's kind of coming to fruition again other than, i mean the chargers are dog shit but. yeah i remember last year when everyone was like that's this is going to be the best including me and oh up. us i mean preseason yeah. we said that was going to be an incredible division this is going to be the best division ever yeah and yeah, not, not maybe not because not so uh, russell wilson decided not to know how to play football now he's going to get See, cut um to be fair i said the broncos were like the biggest wild card we didn't know what they were going to be yeah i do remember last that. year i was like the i thought the broncos were going to win the division last year <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the chiefs though, is the one I really like, that's kind of the one I want to talk about is their home versus the Bengals who did not look good against the Steelers, obviously last week. Um, but home against the Bengals and then they're at the chargers. It's a divisional game. Chargers just gave the bills a hard time, almost took them down. Um, there's, there's a path there for the chiefs to get eliminated. And it's, and I don't know, again, I'm, I'm I'm conflicted because I don't hate Andy Reid and and I definitely don't hate Travis Kelsey. I like him, um, but I would love to see Patrick Mahomes miss the playoffs. That's not going to happen. I I heard and I took in what you were just saying. Bengals, okay, sure. Chargers do not stand a chance against this. That I know the Chiefs aren't playing well. There is no way the the Chargers were a one week. Maybe, I don't know who they play this week. Maybe they give a team a fight. I don't know. But by week 18, they're, they're gonna, their bags are going to be packed. It's, I think there's a difference between this Chargers team and this Raiders team with the interims. Um, Antonio Pierce is, uh, you know, he's coaching for his job. I, I don't think the Chargers interim, <laughs> no, like he, he knows he's not getting the job, right? Um, yeah, for a job, yeah. Yeah, he's he's hoping to get another assistant job somewhere else when the next coach comes in. Oh, I, I hope he's a head coaching candidate. It's not going to be with the Raiders because they 
need to figure out their quarterback situation. So oh, they're not oh gonna... Antonio Pierce. My bad. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, not the – you mean no, the, the Chargers Pierce, linebacker coach. Yeah. yeah. Antonio Pierce should get the Raiders job. And I don't know, like uh, – See, I, I actually don't know if I agree there. I it, Like, he's doing well, but, like, you're not going to – you're not going to cons- – you're not going to be able to maintain winning with Aiden O'Connell throwing for 62 yards a game. No, you're not. Um, You'd need a quarterback, 100%. I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell's that guy. Well, yeah, but if – okay, so – Patriots are the classic cautionary tale. If you're going to go get a quarterback, you need a you need a guy that can coach the quarterback. I mean, there's also another one in that same division that just. I mean, I guess you know if if you have a if you have an offensive coordinator that you have faith in, yeah. maybe. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to revisit that that whole thing though. With part of the reason, is, it's not just Patrick Mahomes hate, which I clearly have. But again, he's the poster child for, you know, allocating 23% of your salary cap to one man. And I would love I would love to see you know, again, it's a copycat league, right? And I would almost like to see the Bills and the Chiefs not make the playoffs for this reason. You know what I mean? It's like like hey, just cuz you just cuz you have the the super talented quarterback and I cuz I don't even want to say elite quarterback cuz I don't think even like They've Patrick had, Mahomes is elite. Just say it. Like he hasn't been elite this year. How can you how can you call him elite this year? There's he's, a, he's, he's had turnover troubles, but he's still elite. It's not just turnover troubles, dude. Like there have been plenty of games where he just hasn't produced. Like he he does that shit where like he he scrambles for twenty yards and drives you nuts. I I am not telling you that I would take him over again. He's he's top five, right? If 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 we're just semantics on that, but what, you know what I mean, like on what elite means, like so if top five yeah, is elite, he's then he's elite. Five. But he's top five. But um, I'm telling you, man, it's it's just the NFL has overvalued the position, and if they if they're going to continue down this path, I I I just hope that there's going to be some some sort of recalibration where they're like, hey, maybe we should assign a little bit more of our cap dollars elsewhere. If this is a like this is the face of our franchise, if it's if it's not just a football decision, if it's about like this is the CEO of the of the franchise, basically, right? Because that's basically what Patrick Mahomes is, right? Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. You know what I mean? But like, I'm not. I'm just one of the. I'm just one of these guys. I'd I'd if if you can fucking pick up Joe Flacco off his couch and win what four in a row. Yeah, they're four, four and one now with them. Four, four. If you can find Brock Purdy in the seventh round, if you like, there there are a lot of these stories. Jalen Hurts in the second round, you know, you know, not great lately. But if you can find Jalen Hurts in the second round, there's there's all these examples across the league. Yeah, and it's not everyone has to be the number one pick. I mean, Dak was a fourth rounder, I think, right? Yeah, Dak was third or fourth. I can't remember. Lamar's end of the first. Uh, So. And and again, this is just, this is draft position, but we're also talking money. And if the complaint is he doesn't have weapons, then maybe you're paying him too fucking much. That's that's all I can say. Because look, we've I've been very happy to see this year that defense still matters. Like no matter no matter what they do to try and fuck over the defense, these guys are just too athletic. And we've seen some we've seen some good defensive games this year. Against good quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks that we, you know, we revere. So, um, 
I'm just saying, like, assigning that percentage, I, I don't care what the actual dollar amount is because the salary cap's going to keep going up, whatever. So I don't. it doesn't really matter the dollar amount. I'm just, you know, and maybe they got ahead of it with guys like Patrick because the salary cap's going to keep going up and Mahomes is still going to be on, but they'll probably restructure and give him $60 million in a couple of years, right? So I just... Yeah, there's, there's outliers to that, but, I mean, if you look <laughs> at the playoff teams, most of them are guys that are getting paid near at top dollar well okay i mean do you want to do this do you want to go through that too because okay so brock purdy obviously isn't uh, okay so i'll do afc first I, I, i'm i understand that there are I'm, I'm talking top four i'm not talking five six seven because those guys probably aren't making a super bowl run right i don't no, I'm, I'm not i'm not willing to say that plenty of plenty of five and six seeds have gone on runs the the 2001 Ravens were, a, I believe, a six seed. They had to win every game on the road and go to the – that's just one that sticks out in my mind. It's not the only one. Um, okay, so Purdy, Hurts wasn't a first – but, yeah, they did overpay him. Goff, I think, is in, like, 35 million range or something like that, which is, I think, where you should be paying, like, the elite, elite quarterbacks, right? Um, Baker Mayfield, I don't know what he's making, but it's not a lot. No, it's okay. not a lot. And we're talking about them probably winning a playoff game, and then who knows, right? Um, I mean, that's that's their ceiling. Like look, the Bucks, like uh, as much love as I want to give the Bucks, like they're not they're they're not winning the NFC. Look, I'm what I'm saying is that we 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 started to treat it as like, a, oh, if I have my franchise quarterback, it's an automatic. So I'm I'm actually, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use the reverse of the argument. Justin Herbert's one of those guys, right? The Chargers sucked even before he got hurt, correct? Yeah, no, they weren't good this year. Okay. Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Like, they they won in spite of him for the most part. Fair? Is that fair? At, at points, yeah. Um. Okay. Bengals with Burrow. Like, he seemed like he was coming back. I know he was hurt, but... No, he was good. I'm not giving you that at all. I'm not budging there. He was very good. People were talking Super Bowl for the for the Bengals, which like you can talk all you want, but they were playing well. Joe Joe Burrow was playing well, especially after he got healthy. I'm not giving you that. I just I don't He got hurt. He was hurt. He was playing through an injury to begin the year. They were bad. We both said okay, that. Okay, but wh- okay, but what's the end result? Right now the Bengals are the ten seed in the AFC? They were with a. They were with a, a play. They were in the playoffs when Joe Burrow was healthy. They were in the playoff picture when Joe Burrow was healthy, and like, well, they won. Well, hang on. They were. They won three in a row with the kid. So I don't. No, that can't be right. With when Burrow when Burrow got hurt, they were five and seven, and then and then the kid or yeah, excuse me, five and six. The game ended five and seven, so. We both know they were going to the playoffs if if Joe Burrow stayed healthy. We we talked about it for probably about 10 but, weeks. Okay, but if again, if he didn't stay healthy, which is which is now the second time that this has happened to him. So uh, what I look, hear me out, right? Again, if you assign that much money to one position, even if this isn't an indictment on Burrow, right? Which I'm because I I do think he's elite. What I'm saying is you gave him fifty million dollars, which detracted from the rest of your roster. And didn't give you a chance to make the playoffs. Otherwise, I mean, whatever we think this Jake Browning kid is, I'm a little higher on him than you are based on what I've seen. But do you get what I'm saying? 
So you you, you it's it's a it's a putting too many eggs in one basket thing. I get what you're saying, but most you of know, the teams... actually, you know what? I can throw the Jets in that. I can throw the Jets in that argument as well. So all I'm saying is that assigning this much money instead, like even even the extra ten million to go get yourself a capable backup. You know what I mean? That again, yeah, that's it's a great. It's like ideal roster building, right? Like that is ideal roster building. It's what the Niners again have done. I'm just saying, I've given you, I've given you five because exa- now obviously Daniel Jones makes five. And then let me give you the top seeds, right? I know, I, AFC, I know, I looked at it. I'm AFC saying- Ravens, uh, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson just got paid. Tua Dolphins too. He got paid. The Browns, the Browns are. It says five right now. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Uh, but that's in spite of Deshaun Deshaun Watson. So that I'll give you, give you that. But Chiefs are three right now. Mahomes got paid. Yeah. And four is Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence got paid, right? And, or is he yeah. still on his or, rookie? Well, or you know, he will. Okay. Um, as far as guys that are about to, right? Um, Jordan Love will probably get paid. You think so? I think, I think so. Especially he's got one more. Yeah. Wait, this is year three for him. Do they have to figure out his option? This Did he year? say two years or three? I, I forget. But uh, regardless, what do you think he commands? Because he's. I agree with you. He's going to be. No, overpaid. he's probably in that. No, he's probably in that Jared Goff range, which right? is overpaid, I believe, for for Jordan Love. I like. I don't know how you feel about that. I think that's if you're giving thirty five million to Jordan Love, I don't think your team is built for success. Look, maybe it's a short term thing versus the long term thing. Maybe you can't win with Jake Browning long term. I don't know. We don't know that about him yet, right? But again, you wouldn't have thought Brock Purdy was shit either. So like, we we got to wait and see on these guys. The point is, we are seeing guys that Jake Browning can go and see somewhere else because it's not going to be in Cincinnati. No, I, I got that. And again, yeah. like we said, lack of continuity, new coach, new coordinator, all that shit. He's he's probably not going to succeed because of that. Have fun being the next Atlanta Falcons quarterback. Right. Or whatever it's going to be, right? New Orleans Saints. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably the next Saints quarterback. Raiders. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, well, shit, I should have thrown that in there, too. Because the Saints are the 11 seed right now with, with Carr. So, I mean, that's six really good examples of quarterbacks that got paid. It's I'm well, th- those are mostly like mid-tier guys. I'm not talking mid-tier guys. Okay, I'm but, talking okay, top but it, okay, but even if we're talking about the the cream of the crop, so to speak, you know, the AFC West leading Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, if if there was a market adjustment and he could have a- and they could have actually paid a ten million dollar wide receiver and given him ten million less, you tell me this wouldn't be a better team right now. So th- these are the kinds of things I'm talking about. And again, or you know. Burrow goes down, but you but you have ten million other dollars to invest otherwhere, uh, you know, elsewhere on the on the Bengals roster. I, invest in the running game to, again to make things easier on your quarterback. Maybe he doesn't get hurt in the first place. It's also just like I don't know. It's living in an ideal world because like it's not just quarterbacks that have bad contracts. There's bad contracts across across every position. So yeah, but nobody okay. Like we, the, we, we the, know that, but the nobody, Bengals have invested. In nobody, all- nobody else is saying that Patrick Mahomes is a bad contract. And as far no, as the market not- is concerned, what I'm saying is there's a problem with the market. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes has a bad contract. Like, no, I get what you, you're saying. If you have a chance to to lock up Patrick Mahomes for 12 years, you no, fucking okay, do it. Yeah, but- I, yeah. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth, but what I'm saying is, 
the Bengals went out and they spent for their offensive line and like Joe Burrow still got hit a bunch. And I know it wasn't, it was like a thumb, right? Or whatever. Yeah, I'm, it was. I'm not actually sure that the Bengals line was that bad. Like it seems like they actually protected fairly well. Like the, like a thumb is kind of fluky. No, like, th- the thumb is, is fluky. I'm not blaming it on the line. And the cap wasn't was, their line, their fault either, but he was getting hit still. He was getting hit at one of the higher clips. Um, I, I mean, I'd have to check on it. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. Um, I, I, again, I think I, I think you see my point, even if you disagree. My look, at, point, look at how much money that they paid uh, Jawan Taylor. The Chiefs paid Jawan Taylor. You know, like he got paid. No, I know, but what I okay, again, like, and obviously I can. It's so easy that's to point just, out one or two. That's bad just contracts. paying the wrong guy, though. Just like like you, right? But and actually, Jawan Taylor by the metrics was actually a, a, a solid pass yeah, exactly. blocker before. Exactly. So sometimes that just happens. Guys get paid and then they suck. Like. You know, and again, sometimes you draft the wrong guy. That right. shit happens. What I'm saying is that there's a it's a cultural thing where we are we we're, we're we've just put the quarterback up on too much of a pedestal, and I feel like we should actually like I think we should see a little bit of a correction because you can because these fucking owners are cheap. So I'm not against anybody getting paid. I'm like, but if it's at the expense of your team, if you're talking about roster building, I would much rather build it with a Jared Goff and put other pieces around that's mm, i don't know if that wins in the nfl dude patrick mahomes isn't winning in the nfl right now <laughs> I, i'm I actually who's the dude i'm actually super bowl at the champions. point i'm actually at who's the, the point. defending super bowl champions i know but he's not going anywhere now because because now he doesn't because oh because he doesn't have weapons he doesn't okay, have who's, weapons who's going somewhere now lamar jackson right they're projected to go to the super bowl okay i i already told you lamar's earning it Okay, so I'm good where, with where, I'm good with the, Lamar's. Where do you draw the line? Because I like for me, it's three people that deserve to get paid, no questions asked. It's Lamar, it's Joe Burrow, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Those three have shown and they deserve top dollar. They Again, do. I'm I'm saying that these quarterbacks that come out of nowhere and produce at a similar level, or in the in this case with Patrick Mahomes this year at a better level than Patrick Mahomes, guys that people haven't even heard of like Jake Browning. Jake Browning's been better the last five weeks than Patrick Mahomes. Do I think that's going to last? I don't know, man. But again, Patrick Mahomes had the best wide receiver has proven to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. And he had the best receiving tight end in the NFL, pretty much just the best all around tight end in the NFL. And so, yeah, so we won. It was, it was a receiving tight end at that point. I feel like he's developed his blocking later. Yeah. So you see my point. So, now, now he doesn't have weapons. The fucking Aaron Rodgers syndrome, like, dude. I don't care. You're getting paid fifty million dollars a year. Make everybody better. That's it. So that's my case. I think we've I think we've talked in circles a few times now. So I don't I don't expect you to agree, but at least I think you understand my position. There's a problem with the market. There's a problem with our culture and how we football culture and. We've just gone overboard with valuing quarterbacks. That's it. It's still it's by far the most important position on the field. I'm just saying there are other paths to winning. That was one of my concerns at the beginning of the year that there wasn't going to be another path to winning. We've shown that there has been. We've shown that defense still matters. I don't like that the running game the running game still matters. It's just it's more of a running back by committee thing, so that kind of sucks. The Cleveland Browns are um, your darling. They're your they're your hope. The Browns are like a big hope for me right yeah. now, definitely. You know, and I'm I mean? buying in on the Browns, so I'm not. You know, I'm not this plus QB versus everybody. The uh, 
yeah, the uh, plus plus three thousand. Um, that's obviously that's going to go down a little bit, but yeah, plus three thousand to win the Super Bowl on DraftKings. I like that. I like that a little bit. Yeah, thirty to one. I mean, Vermont's about to get illegal gambling. Might have to might have to nibble on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess we you know we should mention that <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have gambling in two weeks. Yeah, right? two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, no more bookies for me. <laughs> <laughs> did, you just, did you just say that on the air? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so NFL Hall of Fame finalists were named. They just uh, went up to 35 to 1, Browns did. Wow. They have an injury that we didn't know about, or like what's going on? Here? I don't know. That's on DraftKings, you said? DraftKings, yeah. That's, that's weird. Right now. 35 to 1. Huh. Good thing you waited. It's, yeah, because, because I'm definitely going to drive over to New York and make the bet. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, two first time candidates, two first time finalists for the NFL hall of fame, uh, Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers, um, big knock on both of those guys, no rings, which sucks. Um, but I, Julius Peppers was a force. Dude. I don't think like, either of them should get in first ballot. Um, cause I like, I, I don't know. I think I'm okay with that. I, I don't know a ton about the NFL Hall of Fame, I know it's very difficult to get into. Well, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, it's five I, finalists every year. I don't so, have like yeah. a total read on it, um, but it seems like it's very, very difficult. Like only the the top, top guys get the first ballot. Yeah. And both very, it's, very good players. I think second or third year, they should definitely be in. I think, uh, yeah, I think they should both be Hall of Famers, but first ballot is a, is another level. It's a, it's a different distinction, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, did you find out? Because uh, yeah, because Eric Allen, who no, are, I, I I don't know what the I, I couldn't figure out the criteria. Yeah, there. for for modern era finalists, which there can be five of to actually be inducted. Eric Allen's in his 18th year of eligibility. Um, he was a six time Pro Bowler. Uh, he was uh, he was a great corner for the Eagles back in the day. Uh, 54 career interceptions, which that man, that's high. Especially yeah. for a non-passing era, right? Um, and he had a uh, he had four pick sixes in '93. He so yeah, so Deron Bland just broke his record, right? Yep. Um, let's see. So other uh, other modern era finalists, you got Jared Allen, like Beast. Many, Beast. Okay, so you like you do remember these guys? Okay, uh, Willie Anderson at tackle for yeah, the Bengals. No, I do not remember him. Well, that's because you're an asshole. But fucking give give the old line some love. Willie Anderson was a stud. Um, Jari Evans guard. I think uh, I do remember him. <laughs> I think uh, he, yeah, a huge part of yeah. So also six straight uh, Pro Bowls. Uh, this is a second year eligibility. Dwight Freeney, I think second year he's getting in. Um, I think he should based on this list. Like I said, Antonio Gates, uh, Rodney Harrison, who's probably never getting in because he was has a reputation as a dirty player. Um, this is the guy that needs to get in. Devin Hester. You know that's a tough one for me because no, he like, needs to get in. Everyone knows who Devin Hester is, right? And he returned to, for me, like, I, I, there's a debate here, right? Where how much does the impact, uh, does making an impact, ugh, making an impact play in huge games, Super Bowls, uh, again, the Bears got fucking waxed in that game, right? But, um, but returning a returning the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl that's that's an iconic moment right that's a that's a Heisman moment right yeah so it's a like, Super Bowl yeah it's a it's a Hall of Fame it's a moment. Hall of Fame moment but I, beyond that he it's not that for me that plays a part but you, it's you were an idiot if you kicked to him like, well yeah he completely dominated 
his section. Like he wasn't a wide receiver, right? When when, when special teams, still, you know what? I, I just had another thought of why I'm going to agree with you because it's from a different era when because. Right, you don't there see will, there will never be there will never be another. You returner. don't see kick returners anymore, and you, you're like growing up, like <laughs> you're in the backyard playing football, like you're pretending you're Devin. Like I, I was pretending I was Devin Hester returning kicks and stuff, you know, like Deshaun Jackson, Devin Hester, take your pick. Um, Do you remember Dante Hall, or is that too early? I like va- vaguely because Dante Hall is kind of like part of the counter argument. Is like is Dante Hall a Hall of Famer? But he was unbelievable. Hester, um, like, is the re- like when you think of kick returners, you Devin Hester's the first name that comes to mind. He, yeah, he, yeah, he for me is at the least. first. I, I no, he's know. he's the first one that comes to mind for me. I too. think he's the most elite at that, and I think that's why like Matthew Slater should be a not a first ballot, but he should be a Hall of Famer. I think. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's like a ten-time, whatever, eleven-time All Pro. Mm, I don't know. Are you man. devaluing special teams in front of me right now, dude? I I Three love I love game. special teams, but like like there's a Hall of Fame is is Hall of Fame. Like it's a cheesy line, but it's not the Hall of Very Good, and it's not the I, I don't know, man. And like I love Matthew Slater. I love like the guys like that. There's you know those like Bill Bates for the Cowboys back in the day, and Ike Reese for the Eagles, like special teamers. I love special teamers. I I hate the devaluing that is happening on special teams now. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I think if you dominate I, I, your position the way that Devin Hester dominated kick returns and Matthew Slater's dominated okay. special teams, dominating kick returns is a little bit more dominating impactful. as a yeah dominating as a kick returner as opposed to as a gunner is a little more important. Um. Field position matters, man. No, I know, dude. Again, I, I'm not. I don't know. You'd, you'd you'd have to like give me a statistical case. Like, you know, was like, I was about to say I can't give you stats. Like, well, off. maybe you can because maybe the the Patriots' average field position was you know with him was it was like an extra five yards compared to the rest of the NFL. I don't know, but how many punts? You know, especially now, like unfortunately special teams has been devalued and it sucks because that's the spot for like a you can have obviously everybody's a phenomenal athlete in the nfl but it's like an effort guy and that was matthew slater right um back to the devin hester conversation because he's the one that you know is a is a finalist i it's a tough one for me because again iconic moments everyone knows who he is that's fame right um, dominated at you know at that position. What I don't get is why a guy that's that athletic was never a weapon offensively, and it's true of Dante Hall too. And this is actually to a certain extent, this is kind of my my bias against Tyreek Hill or what it has been for a long time. And I you know because I thought Tyreek Hill was one trick pony and everything like that. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get how Devin Hester couldn't be a weapon offensively, and maybe that's an indictment on. You know, his the play calling. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, Devin Hester in today's, in, you know, a modern offense, I think he is, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, I'm probably, right? At least jet sweep action, you know, pop passes. and, and No, you, I mean, again, you you know, you'd use him. I like mean, a, you know, Dante. Or, a few sorry, years uh, past him, you know. Tyreek Hill's not the only one in the NFL that's in that you know, model, right? Like, I mean, I mean, Percy Harvin was that guy for until the migraines. Um, a Chan is, you know, certainly in that mold, I would say, um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, you know, and again, it, it comes down to can these guys hold up too, you know? So it's, um, Hester's a good, Hester's a good debate, but I put him in. <clears throat> and the reason I bring up that iconic moment criteria for me, I, actually, I'd like to actually see what the actual criteria are, just like the college football playoff committee, right? Like what is the actual criteria to get into the hall of fame? Because Julian Edelman, is he a Hall of Famer? I was just about to he is that for question me. to you. He is for me. I don't know if he is for me. The stats I, aren't the stats aren't there. He's a he's a Patriots Ring of Honor guy for sure. But dude, um, that catch against the Falcons. No, it's a Hall of Fame moment. And and it's not like that's all he has. He is. I don't think he is. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one for me. I I can separate the moment from the career. And the moments matter. And they, they matter in the biggest stage. And that's when, like, Julian Edelman was his best in the playoffs, right? But when you needed a first down on third and six, that's where that's where Tom Brady was going in during the years that they were, during that second run of Super Bowls. No, 100%. And that's not an indictment to Edelman. I just don't think he has the longevity. Like, he, he started off, his career wasn't, you know, he was a special teamer. Um then he became a receiver, you know, worked his way onto the field, but he doesn't have the longevity. He has the highs. Obviously, he has the highs, and his numbers were good when, when he was playing, but I just don't think he has it. It is very, very tough to be a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, just, I mean, look at another guy on this list that hasn't made it. A, a few of them. Let me give you three right off the bat. Three, three guys that haven't made it yet. Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. I mean, those are very, very good wide receivers. And yeah, this uh, and yeah, this like Andre Andre Johnson has to get in before Edelman, obviously. And I mean, it, he's going to have a tough time getting in. I think. So yeah, I'm putting. Uh, do you have this list? You do have the list up. Yeah. Um. So if I got to pick five from this list, I'm going. I'm going Freeney. I agree with you. Gates isn't first first ballot. I'm going Freeney. I agree, Hester. I go Holt over Johnson. Ring. Um, so that's three. Actually, yeah, man, I'm picking two, but technically three receivers because I'm saying Reggie Wayne. And then, um, man, that's tough between Willis and Woodson, but I'm going to go Woodson. I, I think Woodson should be in. Um, it's Cowboys all-time career leader in tackles. He was a force for a while. Um, and you you might not remember. Yeah, 16th year. Um. Yeah, I think Woods should get in. I'm going. I'm going. Jared Allen. I'm going. Dwight Freeney. I'm going. Devin Hester. Andre Johnson. I'd almost go. I might take it back. I I might go. Julius Peppers. I might. He was. No, he was. I mean, where he's he's very high up on the career sacks uh, leaders. I mean, honestly, we could see both of them get end yeah, up being first ballot. Be. They could be. Um, I just uh, like I would hate to see some of these guys not get in. I mean, Willis Willis only had an eight year career, but like I, I yeah, sure, he's very very good. I hope he gets in. I mean, he was the best. Yeah, Julius pretty much Peppers from his fourth all time. Uh, well, yeah, like one sixty seven or one, something. Like. One fifty nine and a yeah, half. So yeah, so there you go. Um, and he finished up with the Packers, right? Is that? I think that's what it was. I think so. He was pack. Did he go back to the Panthers? He might have. I don't know. He, I, don't I know think either. he was bouncing around for a little bit. He was on the Bears, I think, for a minute, too. Um, I want to talk real quick about the guys that missed the cut, too. Um, 
so yeah, ten semifinalists that missed the cut. Anquan Bolden. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. He did yeah. get a, he did he did get a ring with the Ravens. Solid it, career, but nothing like no. It, it's, crazy, it, again, it's think. not the Hall of uh, very good, right? Tiki Barber, nah. Um, London Fletcher's a tough one for me because is he? Um, he was like the peak, like uh, growing up, he was at his peak, like when I was young. So I always thought he was. I'm sure you had guys like that, like you thought he was one of the best players. And ever. again, like I like he, he's one of those guys that's devalued in today's NFL because he wasn't like a he wasn't he wasn't going to shut down a tight end or anything. Right. But he was a tackling machine, and he was. I don't know. I feel like I, it, it's a bummer. Um, okay, he's only been a semifinalist uh, twice, so I, I think he's got. He's got some time, but I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna make it. Um, Eddie George, James Harrison's another one of those like yeah, you know, iconic play. Um, but he he didn't start till he was twenty nine. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Robert Mathis was kind of Robin to Freeney's Batman. Uh, Steve Smith Senior. I'm kind of surprised to see uh, him not make the cut. I mean he he put up some numbers for a while. Um, Ricky Waters, no. Will Fork, see that's that's a tough one because the stats are never going to show his impact. Yeah, um, I think Will Fork should. I, I think Will Fork should be a finalist soon. That needs to happen because he was he was a monster. Like like talk about dominant. Just, yeah, yeah, just just uh, yeah. You talk about dominating your position, and again at a time when it still mattered to the NFL, you know, um, still still should matter. Game you know? plans had to go around. Him. You're not running. You're yeah. not running the fucking tush push at him. Yeah, you're not running up the middle. Um, he's clogging two gaps and then the last one's uh Heinz Ward who you know <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of we've had, um, we've had debates once or twice about Mr. Ward well and it says right here arguably the best blocking receiver ever and that should count for something so um, again that's part of the reason I love Cooper Cup so anyway that's the Hall of Fame though um, so we've got our finalists and we'll see how that shakes out but that's a good way. Good place. <coughs> Whoa! It's a good place to lose a lung. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's a good place to end the sports section of the show, though. And uh, oh yeah, we did. <laughs> did I wait a minute? Yeah, we talked cheese. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh no, sorry. I, I'm. Uh, I thought that was a note. I'm dumb. Okay, we're on to holidays and history. We got to celebrate every day, even if it is, um, you know, the quote unquote holidays right now. Um, and so let's move on to uh, December 29th, which is still need to do day. I don't know why they, they put it a, a few days before New Year's Eve, a couple days before New Year's Eve anyway, but like, you know, what, are, what, are, what do you still have on your to-do list? So what I, what Too I, much. what I thought was this was a note from you and you were like, still need to do, oh. <laughs> and it, which is terrible because I wrote it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, getting to that point of the night. Yeah. Getting to that point of my life, I think, but, uh, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, still need to do day. Do I need to put like an air tag on you and make sure you get home? Safe? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I need to uh, go by. Maybe I still need to go by Ginkgo Biloba or something. Uh, maybe I need to prioritize sleep. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, you know, maybe I need. Uh, it could be it. There's like a like a nationwide shortage of Adderall, right? Like I, maybe there was. I, I don't I mean, know if there still is. Probably still is. I don't know. I'm still curious about it. I wonder. I wonder if I would benefit. I think you would. <laughs> well, I spend more time with you than pretty much anybody <laughs> these days, so uh, maybe I should listen. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to December 30th, 
I think for like the fourth time just since we've done this show, it's National Bacon Day. That's um, I'm okay with it. Whatever. Bacon, um, ice cream, dogs or pets. Bacon, That's, ice cream, National Dog Day. Yeah, the, the, those are the ones that had uh, bacon today on a on a nice little sandwich. Oh, there you go. Um, you can put bacon because there is bacon. There's bacon ice cream, so you can. Like what? What's bacon gonna ruin if you think about it? Shout out it? to my mom. She made bacon and French toast on Christmas morning. Nice. We made actually. So for the white elephant on yeah on Saturday, we got like a waffle iron, like waffle Ooh, sticks. Yep. So we did that, and I made omelets and mm-hmm. good, good stuff. Yeah. Um. So always a always a reason to celebrate bacon. Uh, also, December thirtieth is uh, resolution planning day. Uh, I guess you don't you don't want to do it like 24 hours or you you want more than 24 yeah, you hours. You want to be able to sleep your, on it. Uh, yeah, there, there it is. You need to sleep on it totally. Um, I don't know any resolutions, Mike. No, ask me on December 31st. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you know it's, it's like New Year's is like my favorite. Uh, my sisters and I like we, it was always our favorite holiday, and like I said, it's always it's about new beginnings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, any New Year's traditions for you? No, actually, we don't have any. Uh, my parents, like when I was home, we'd always order Chinese food for for New Year's Eve. Yeah, there you go. Um, so for a long time in my childhood, so like it would be like my mom worked nights most of the time. Um, so she was either working or she got a chance to actually go out and have fun. One of those rare occasions. So it was me and my sister at home, and then uh, you know, and then uh, later on, uh, our friend Gina. Uh, her, you know, her friend from school. So, like, for a few years there, it was just the three of us, and we'd actually, like, get dressed up just to stay at home. This is when we're, like, kids' kids, you know? Um, and just uh, spaghetti and meatballs. That was, like, that was our tradition. Nice. And, um, until I was in the Marines, my sister and I didn't miss a New Year's together, and then we didn't miss one really after I got out either. This might be the first year also that we – because we're going to hang out with our niece, I think. But I've been to one, like, themed – I feel like New Year's is a big, like, themed party – type of night right um i went to one it was 2019 going into 2020 roaring 20s and uh we all know how 2020 turned out so i don't think i'll be going to any themed new year's parties anytime soon (laughs) maybe uh yeah it was always movies for us so maybe i'll do the one where you where you can start uh, Forrest Gump at like 108, 27 oh yeah i've always seen seen that (laughs) yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll time one up so so like yeah, that happens in perfect time. Because now you have you can have four devices in your house, so it's yeah, not like it's going to be hard to really count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, with YouTube TV, you're probably actually celebrating like 45 seconds late yeah. or something. But yeah. you know, whatever, who cares? That's true. I don't think I've had YouTube TV for a, <laughs> yeah. for a New Year's. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna be celebrating at like 12:02. That's all right. <laughs> Time's a construct of man. Um, <laughs> as we as we celebrate holidays, and just, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, also on December 30th, uh, Rasputin, the giant, terrifying uh, Russian medicine man that was the, he was like the right-hand man of the of the czar at the time during World War One. for, yeah, he, uh, he was a very tough person to kill. I think they stabbed him, poisoned him, drowned him. Resilient man, said, huh? Uh, yeah, he, he uh, and, and a big dude, basically just like, I don't know. Kind of like Godzilla, so uh, you know, kind of, kind of Godzilla-ish, and just like really, just kind of like any Russian I've ever pictured, I guess. Yeah, quintessential Russian, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, New Year's Eve. Well, hey, it's Make Up Your Mind Day. Uh, so if you have any decisions, big decisions that you need to make, I, I guess I'll make again, up my 
resolutions that day. All right. Uh, it's unlucky day, which isn't what it sounds like. It's actually like a time to like cast away the bad luck, forget about your misfortunes, and uh, and turn the turn it around. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why uh, New Year's Eve is no interruptions day, but uh, I would I I would definitely like. I, I don't know. I just want to like if I were working that day, which I won't be. Um, I would just want to ask everyone to celebrate that. Uh, a couple of sports ones. Nineteen eighty eight was uh, the Bears beat the Eagles in the Fog Bowl. Um, guys just literally couldn't see more than like five feet in front of their face. Have you heard of this one? I, I have. So I went to the Fog. I I anointed it the Fog Bowl two point oh, and I think they did on the broadcast. It was uh, only NFL game I've actually ever been to. It was Falcons Patriots. The year after the Super Bowl, it was a Sunday night game. Falcons came to Foxborough, and there was a lot of fog on the field. We were in this 200 section, so we could actually see fairly fairly well. But uh, I got texts from a bunch of my friends like, "What is happening? Like, can't see the what's going on in the game." And obviously, a very hyped game after the 28 to three yeah. comeback. And uh, yeah, I remember Julio. I don't know if they they ruled it a touchdown or not, but it was a catch no catch in the end zone. And uh, my buddies are like, I've like, we can't tell if I have no catch idea. Or not. I don't know if I'm mad or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they, I think they talked about like there was like no passing game. They, you know, they, I think they tried a couple of, there, there are a couple of good stories about the original Fog Bowl. Um, and then a uh, very sad one um, on New Year's Eve, 1972, uh, Roberto Clemente was killed in a plane crash. It's even sadder when you consider what he was doing. He was on humanitarian missions. Mm. Uh, he, I think he was. I read like he was upset about the lack of resources going to Nicaragua and he wanted uh, more diverted there. And, uh, and so that was part of his itinerary or something. And he died in a plane crash um, just a few months after uh, hitting hit number 3001, I think, I think is uh, how he ended that season, but <clears throat> obviously really sad. Uh, all right. Well, New Year's day appropriately is national hangover day. Um, Couldn't pick a better day for that. You know, man, like, from the edibles, I, I get like a little bit of a hangover myself. Um, I don't really drink that often. I don't know. Maybe I'll drink this year. I don't know. Yeah, but with yeah, probably not actually. <laughs> well, that lasted two seconds. Yeah, um, I'll probably be having a beverage or two, just mixing the water, and I'm usually okay. But I am starting to get a little older, so it's still like a water. It's like fifty fifty. It used to be a hundred percent. Yeah, don't be a pussy. You got like three years before you can really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to get old. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna peer pressure you, even though I don't drink. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think it's like if you get two out of three, you're good. If you get enough sleep, hydrate. Um, oh, l- let me let me clarify. And not and not too much sugar. I think that's actually the third factor. Yeah, like if sugar's, you're doing a, a, sugar's a big one. But I don't need to like. Dr- I don't need to. I, I worded that poorly. I don't need to mix in a water while I'm drinking. I'm at the stage in my life where. If I just have like a sip of water before I go to bed, I can be blackout. And if I just have a sip of water before I hit the pillow, the next morning, like ninety five percent success rate. So, okay. well, that will change with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of drinking, uh, January first is when the World Series of beer pong starts in Las Vegas. It's a very uh, it's a very classy highbrow event. Ah, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I watched we, a two minute video. Yeah, we saw the trailer. I felt like I needed uh, to take a shower. Yeah, it, it uh, apparently it's yeah, it looked like spring break at the Westgate basically. Um, so, 
Good for them. I, I thought they might class it up a little bit, like you know, like it was the Ocho, you know. But right. I guess like I would I would like to see it like like hung over on my couch on New Year's Day, like people playing beer yeah. pong. Like, ah, you know, yeah, and just I, I don't know. You would think like some of these beer companies would actually want to get maybe they still do, I don't know, but you know, like try to class up the event a little bit and be like, like yeah, see you can you can you can you live can indulge in you can live the good beverage. life. Yeah, you know, you can live the good life while playing beer pong. Yeah, you know. Whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, yeah, more sports ones. Um, 2008 was the first winter classic. Sydney, uh, Sydney Crosby, the game winner to beat the Sabres. Uh, again, I forgot that that was the first winter classic. You, I you uh, couldn't have. I didn't even know there was one in Buffalo. Like, if you were to ask me who the first, like, who hosted the first winter classic, Buffalo would probably not make my top 15 list. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Again, they were like good. I can't remember like when the Dominic Hashik era ended, but it was like I think it was like early to you know mid two uh, thousands. You know, the Fenway uh, one's always cool. They've, uh, they've had it there a few times now. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, Boston, Boston should do one every year. You know, um, speaking of for the Patriots in two thousand six, Doug Flutie made the first drop kick since nineteen forty one. So that's uh, pretty awesome. And uh, 1946, this one's just wild, and I, I, uh, I'm i pretty sure this is what they were riffing off in uh, on an episode of Archer, because it's... A, you ever, have you watched Archer at all? I have not, no. So, Heard it's good. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, well, so my wife and I just got through season seven, and then it goes downhill, and I was like, babe, let's just stop, because I don't want to I don't want to watch these bad don't seasons. don't want to watch the downfall. Like, yeah. So, um, but there's an episode of Archer where he... he uh, finds a holdout, you know, Japanese holdout that thinks the war is still going and it's been over for like 30 years. But that's part of the joke about Archer is the timeline is never clear. Like sometimes it seems like it's the 60s and sometimes it th- seems like it's present day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the real story is 20 Japanese soldiers sur- uh, surrendered at Corregidor on New Year's Day, 1946. Uh, this time, this island that's in Manila Bay. And there was just an American soldier there, like, uh, you know, taking stock of casualties or something like that and uh these 20 japanese guys come out with a white flag like like, what the fuck um yeah they were hidden they were just hiding out in tunnels and following orders and you know didn't know that the war was over so uh and they found they found a newspaper when they ventured out for water can you can you imagine finding out that way yeah that's crazy holy shit yeah um i actually can't no you really can't right um, but anyway, uh, in January 2nd, when we will have our next episode, cause we're gonna, we're considering a move to a Tuesday, Friday format, just so everybody knows. Um, but January 2nd is 55 mile an hour speed limit day, which I just laugh at. Cause I just think it's like anywhere that has a 55 mile an hour speed limit should just be 70 pretty much all because yeah. like when you drive through a town and you're like, oh, it's 30. Okay, there must be some houses near the road. Maybe kids are around, you know, shit like that. So, you, so you're like, okay. Yeah, uh, 33, like, 36, I'll obey. Yeah. But when I get a 55-mile-an-hour zone, which happens all the time over in New York, I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no reason I need to do 55. It's it, like, this is this is stupid. I'm on a highway. You know what I mean? Yeah, 55 is still probably going to do some damage to you. Like, well, that's what I mean. Like, what's the difference between 55 and 65? So I'm sure like, there is a difference, but... Uh, yeah, and it's like a little bit more dead. Minuscule, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I like, I get it. Like, you hit something a little bit harder. There's more damage. But guess what? If I, y- you could do the butterfly effect thing, and like, oh, if I actually drove the speed limit, that's that's when the deer jumps out in front of me. So, like, whatever. I, like, if you're not stupid, 
Driving fast shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can get down with that. I stand by it. Okay. Um, January 2nd is also National Buffet Day. Um, I'm actually not a big fan of buffets. It's, I was as a kid, but they start, they're kind of starting to gross me out a little bit. It's, uh, it's just quantity over quality, and I'd much rather go for a quality meal. And you can't trust people. Like, somebody, you know, right. somebody with their greasy hands is touching all the... You know, like the gr- salad greasy or, at best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't trust I don't trust people enough. That's another good point. Usually the food's not Pizza high quality. Hut used to have a have a buffet that was Yeah. Know, it would be like uh There's, half day at, at elementary school, you go to the Pizza Hut buffet after they had a really good salad bar. I was just gonna say, um uh Public House has a really yes, good salad bar do. here in town. They do, um, they do. So salad bar, okay, but like for like most food items, like I'd, yeah, I'd rather like they, just order they do off the it, menu. They do it right. They do like entree, and then okay, you got an entree. Now you can go to the salad bar. Or uh, um, what's the what's the one they bring all the meat? Is it Fogo de Chao? They bring all the meat to you, or, or, or uh, that's like a Brazilian Brazil, steakhouse? No, Brazil, Brazil, the or Texas Day Brazil. Okay, that's yeah. They have one in Albany. We just oh, went okay, not yeah. Th- that's just like a traditional Brazilian steakhouse type of thing. But they bring everything to you, and it's like, yeah, like, like this on a is... stick, and like <clears throat> they cut it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. it's delicious. So if I want to like, if I want to be a glutton, I'd much rather do it that way than everybody has access to the food. Yeah, yeah. Especially you know, especially after COVID and everything, right? And all that we know, I don't know. Uh, all right, and a good one to end on. 1776, Congress passed the Tory Act. Congratulations. So uh, yeah, which. I've always, this is like one of the, besides it being a girl name, this is probably the other reason I've always hated it being my name, because these are the people that were loyal to the British. And uh, <sighs> so they passed the Tory Act basically being like, eh, they'll come around, you know, like, so basically it was like their, like their propaganda measures to like try and get more people on the, uh, on the revolutionary side. But yeah, like 60,000, 60, 70,000 people left, you know, to go back to, to England during the, during wow. that time period. And uh, and then a lot of them probably stuck around and were like, well, nah, I think the Brits are going to win this one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the Tory Act. But uh, but hey, whatever. It's got my name in it. It's even the right spelling, which usually people don't get. So there you go. All right. Well, that is our show, everybody. And uh, so, like I said, uh, a late Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy New Year. Have fun. Be safe. Get your uh, make sure you have your designated driver. And uh, thank you, Cat TV, for giving us uh, this equipment. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Alex Grohl, for this song, which is called Noisy Neighbors. Find his stuff on Pixabay. And uh, I'll put the link at the bottom of the episode description. Thank you, Mike, for being my friend. And uh, all right. It's only going to get better. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year.